Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Rad Dad Radio. My name's Shark Johnson, and you're listening to episode 22. This is going to be a great episode. We got all kinds of fun noise, noise, noise for your ears, voices, talking, music, a little bit of trivia. A top, a top three. We got a top three, Cream. We never top even talked three. about it. We're going to talk about the top, our top three comedians, our top three comedians, our top three Ooh. funny folk. So uh, <laughs> I'll give you the heads up on that now. Uh, we have John's VR corner. There's uh, some exciting VR uh, uh, some announcements that were made, and some new hardware that's going to be released right around the corner. We have a potential GTA 6 leak, some Rocket League news, some Xbox Live updates. And the second half of the show, we are going to spoil the shit out of Avengers Endgame. So if you haven't seen it, don't worry. We'll give you plenty of uh, heads up, plenty of notice. And you can press pause, go watch the flick, come back and listen to our spoiler review of Avengers Endgame. John, I'm excited. This is going to be an awesome show. Ladies and gentlemen. boys. Get ready. Welcome to Rad Dad Radio. I'm tuned to the motherfucking greatest. Turn the music up in the headphones. You can go and brush your shoulders off, nigga. I got you. Uh, yeah. If you're feeling like a pimp, nigga, go and brush your shoulders off. Ladies is pimps too. Go and brush your shoulders off. Niggas is crazy, baby. Don't forget that boy told your kid that. Turn up your shoulders. I'm probably over to y'all. Probably be locked by the force. Trying to hustle some things. That go with the push. Feeling no remorse. Feeling like my hand was false. Middle finger to the law, nigga. The ladies, they love me From the bleachers, they screaming All the ballers is bouncing They like the way I be leaning All the rappers be hating Off the track that I'm making But all the hustlers, they love it Just to see one of us make it Came from the bottom of the bottom To the top of the pots Nigga, London, Japan And I'm straight up the block Like a running back Get it, man, I'm straight up the block I can run it back, nigga Cause I'm straight from the block Yeah, Cream Episode 22. Sorry we um, we missed yesterday for you live live listeners. Uh, I had a migraine. It's a, it's Joel, a rare, become, Joel, Joel it's a has rare become thing. a woman. This is his first <laughs> menstruation. Congratulations, No, they're Joel. different. Migraines and menstruations are different. Is that different? That's not the yeah. same thing? <laughs> it's not the same thing. No, Damn I... Damn these old eyes. <laughs> I've only had a handful of them in my life, and uh, they tend to be uh, few and far between, thank goodness, but... Yeah, I had one yesterday, and um, I don't get a lot of pain. Um, I get a little nauseous, and my vision gets messed up, which is kind of scary. So it's like um, something's wrong with your contacts, or somebody turned the exposure up on uh, huh. on on the world. I guess that's in VR. You probably could <laughs> recreate that pretty easily. But know. I'm good. I'm fine. I, I appreciate never, yeah, everyone. Yeah, I don't think I've ever had a migraine headache. I've had headaches before, but they're usually caused by binge drinking the night before i think it's just called a hangover and then an ibuprofen or two and a cup of coffee fixes it i don't know i don't know about these migraines my wife has them all the time uh and um well here and and that's a challenge that i have to live with good rule of thumb on a migraine is um you're not having one unless a doctor tells you so so you gotta you gotta see a doctor um I, i visited one uh earlier today and uh they gave me some prescription strength excedrin which i don't think i'm gonna take because that's essentially caffeine pills you know what i mean i don't think i need that in my life but um yeah so you you gotta it's like all those things man some people just self-diagnose themselves with um, lots of different things and at the end of the day like 
just go see a doctor. That's what they're for. That's why you have health insurance. And if you don't have health insurance, then that's why there's Wikipedia. <laughs> that's a WebMD, you know? Yeah, How- WebMD. <laughs> How are you doing, man? How's your life? How's everything going? Oh, it's been a week, buddy. I got to tell you, a lot of, a lot of highs, lots of lows. It's been, uh, it's been an interesting week. Yeah? I'm fine. It- I mean, I came out the other side unmigrained, and everything is fine. Um I, don't, I guess I mean I don't know. Am I getting into it? What are we doing? We're uh, so yeah. The the Oculus uh, Rift S is my headset of choice, and it was all but confirmed for yeah. Tuesday. Tuesday the thirtieth uh, at the F eight conference. Um, it didn't happen. Zuckerberg came out there. He said, "Hey, Oculus, you can you can uh, pre order starting today." So I gotta wait. I gotta wait three more weeks, and for me, it's been weird because the hype is real. The hype train is chugging along. I mm-hmm. am, uh, I am full hype. I don't, I can't remember the last time I've been excited uh, to this degree for a toy. Right? Basically, that's what we're talking about. And um, yeah, I, I guess I'll have to wait three more weeks. The twenty-first of May is the actual release date. I, d- I put in my pre-order. I went straight through oculus.com there's zero shipping on that so that's nice and that'll show up like my my brand new pc is waiting i think uh since did i did i build my pc since we recorded our last episode uh-huh. or am i crazy yeah yeah you talked about it okay. portable yeah, looks so like the a new GameCube. pc is ready it's just sitting there looking at me like hey i'm ready for you to plug a vr headset into me and i haven't done that yet so she's a little upset but so Here's my question. I assume they that old Zuck did that because pre-orders help influence their production, right? That's the Zuck. Um, there's a few theories about this. So back at, um, well, it was last summer when they announced the release of the Oculus Quest, which is by far the 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 um the device from Facebook and Oculus same thing um that's getting all the attention online um through different you know influencers and websites tech websites everything you know that's the one that's getting the attention because the Oculus Rift S is much more of a 1.2 style upgrade versus like the Oculus Rift 2.0 it's it's not I mean, it's it's got the S in there, and right, and we've seen this with like the Xbox, right? The X, Xbox One S, S right? the iPhone, iPhone X, you know, S, yeah, the S, right? So like, this is um, this is a sidestep, minor upgrade, um, and that's the one I'm getting. But the Quest is the one that's been getting all the attention, and so they set out uh, last summer and they announced at the beginning that the oculus quest will launch with 50 titles and what i wonder is did they leave that open and only say hey this device will release spring 2019 so that they had some wiggle room and were did they have initial plans to launch the device at f8 which was uh april 30th and did they not because some of the titles were still sort of coming in hot you know not not yet polished not yet ready for for the full launch did they give themselves that window so that they could come f8 either say hey it's ready or 
uh, you know, we're going to need some time, but we didn't delay, you know, because we didn't officially put a date on well, it. It's such and I a bet, weird market. I bet another uh, aspect is they don't want to come across as cocky, right? They, I mean, they, they're following all the normal hardware release rules. Like, they, you tease it, you rumor it, you yeah, pre-order most, it, most, and then you yeah, drop it. hardware companies, they'll put a date on it, and this is something they didn't do. And that's right. what I'm wondering is did they not do that? and just say spring 2019 <gasps> so that me. they know they have all the way until, I mean, when's the last day of spring? June. June 20th. Yeah, something like that. You know, so they have, they've given themselves that, that buffer. I wonder if that's the case or is it this was the plan all along? No one knows. And, you know, whatever. I'll wait for my toy. It's fine. I've waited this long. But um, I'm kind of getting sick of uh, – the hype right like i don't well I'm you might need to cheap. take a diet off of reddit just know, st- just stop looking i mean that's what i did with endgame i just kind of stopped thinking about it and then all of a sudden it was like oh shit i'm gonna go see that tonight okay that's fun let's well, go do it i cheated on endgame because all of my hype power all of my hype abilities all my hype points went into my new vr headset and mm-hmm. uh <laughs> and and endgame rolled along and i was like oh it's here that was the easiest wait I've ever had in my life. Um, went and saw Sh- Shazam. Went and saw uh, Captain Marvel, and I've been fed little little nuggets of the superhero Marvel. Doses. Yeah, Micro superhero dose. fun, Marvel fun, and and then uh, Endgame came out. And so, what are we doing with Endgame, Joel? Is it is it true that the second half of this podcast we are just going to spoil the shit out of Endgame? We're just going to talk freely. Yeah. So we'll give we'll give everybody a big heads up and um, okay. We're going to talk through our normal, our spiel, our normal lineup of stuff here. We got some news. I got a lot and, of questions for you about that movie, too, so I'm excited. Yeah, but if you haven't seen it, you'll have plenty fair warning uh, for those listening live and then for those that will be lis- listening off their favorite streaming service. Uh, so don't freak out. We're not going to Kevin Smith it and just drop spoilers on you. We're, we'll we'll yeah. give you plenty of heads up, so don't worry. I think Yeah, I think what we're planning on doing for this episode, if you're listening live or after the fact, is we'll go through the normal podcast and then we will say hey this is when you have to shut this off now the rest of the podcast will be yeah yeah you'll hear this with a giant glove on clicking his fingers and stuff yeah snapping Uh uh-oh yeah that'll be your cue when you hear that music it's end game time but stay with us now because it's but it's not in it's not in (laughs) yeah Don't leave. <laughs> All right. Well, let's kick this thing off, man. Big thanks to Madeira. Madeira is our sponsor of today's episode. Madeira is an outdoor gear and clothing good company that plants trees for every purchase that you make. Um, it's probably the closest thing to like a homegrown outdoor goods company um, outside of your giant corporations, your your sports authorities, your dick sporting goods, your is Galleon still a thing? I don't think Galleon's is a thing. I think that got bought out. But REI, you know, that type of stuff. But if you're into that kind of stuff, they uh, they make a lot of their own stuff, their own outdoor gear, knives, shirts, compasses, uh, and, of course, hammocks. Hammocks is their bread and butter. And if you're looking for a lightweight camping hammock, check out Madeira.com. Please use the link in the show notes. You should be able to see that on all your show notes. And uh, we appreciate you guys looking at that stuff. Uh, another big thank you is to PCRN. We are a um, sister podcast, a podcast right now. We're part of the Podcast Right Now Network, which is a growing network of really weird podcasts. Uh, John is also on podcast right now. You're kind of the host, kind of the guy that leads the charge on 
the the voice there for podcasts right now, and it's a good time. You guys uh, had an interesting episode. <laughs> the last one, one hundred and one, was a that was a fun one to uh, to experience live. Yeah, you had, we had our our friend Corey join us, and he discusses. Uh, his recent vasectomy. So if you are in the market for a vasectomy or um, or not, I mean, it's a, it was an interesting episode. Uh, he certainly came off as, um, boy, how do I say this? Garish, uh, like, maybe? Yeah, a little, yeah uh... that might be the word. He was a little cocky about it. Um, he's he's not, so he got a vasectomy. He's, he's not married. He doesn't have children. Uh, just doesn't want kids and kind of talked a lot of shit on maybe parenting in general, which that's fine. That's his opinion. And I don't, I don't think every human male should aspire to becoming a rad dad. Um, but at the same time, as he was going through his, you know, pre-planned little monologue there, I was talking to my buddy Ben earlier today. And I was like, man, I got to tell you, as he was going through that, I was a little bit triggered like i i wanted to like defend dads around the globe and talk about some of the things that are really great about being a tribe leader and the father of offspring and and it's not a completely narcissistic or narcissistic gesture and you know yeah i um i i was able to it turned into jokes is what it did so if, if you want to laugh and you want to hear about shooting blanks definitely check into podcast right now it's on itunes google play um you know your your sound clouds all your normal uh, podcast sources so yeah it yeah it's an interesting sh- episode you guys you're you're at a got, 101 dogged in the chat that was funny uh, it made <laughs> yeah. me feel not alone like you um <laughs> uh listener uh uh tyler uh, a handful of other people were just like who who is this guy yeah um i've known Corey for a while he he is a good guy um but he i mean he wore a blazer so well you know it's a it's a big deal for him yeah i guess but he sold it as like i'm infertile and then he goes into his thing and it's like, well, <laughs> what are you doing here yeah well well opinions are allowed to be had by all parties Yes. <laughs> well, I'm glad that you guys are delving into new territory in episode 101. And if you like Rad Dad Radio, check out podcast right now. It's a good group of dudes. We're also on Discord if you want to chat with us. And then, of course, Patreon is a uh, it's it's a way to make money for content creators like ourselves. Uh, John and I have some big big goals. One of the, one of the more recent ones is we're trying to. Uh, look into some video, creating more of a video uh, stream content. What? YouTube? We're going to try all those things. So if you want to see us grow, want us to see it, see us uh, kind of spread our creativity out a little bit more, reach a broader audience, please consider giving us a couple bucks a month on Patreon.com. If you would like to email us, have a question for the show, just want to tell us how we're doing, you can email us at raddadradio1 at gmail.com. You can also give us a phone call at 970-368-5694 or 970-FOWL-OX-4. <laughs> it gets me every time. Foul which is, ox. 
It's hard because on phones now, you don't even do that anymore. But I remember being a kid, it'd be like, 1-800-STREET-SHARKS. If you want to hear the newest street shark, you know, whatever. You just dial it. You just As a kid, it was like, oh, that's so much easier than numbers. Just spell out, you know, whatever you're going to do. Madame Cleo here, psychic reading. Oh, that was a big one for a handful <laughs> of years. Didn't she get sued or something? Yeah, it's funny. Uh, it's funny. Uh, well... I think I pulled that just from my recent memory bank, but I listened to another podcast, podcast plug, called Swindled, and it's a really cool podcast that just talks about a bunch of con artists and weasels and people that screwed Ooh, over a lot of other people. Mayor Yeah, and uh, sh- charlatans, and they did one on uh, Madame Cleo, and she was born in L.A. She's an actress. She doesn't even... Oh, I'm now. She did that whole Jamaican accent Yeah. and had her tarot cards out, yeah. That was good. The power you, of the tarot. You literally have to be 35 to understand what the hell we're talking about right now. <laughs> yeah. Um, John, make sure you scooch up to that mic there, bud. Um, I'm, I'm getting, getting some feedback like that yeah, that you're a little low. Um, thanks, listeners. Okay. Thanks for your feedback. Live podcast. Um, yeah, Swindled Podcast if you want to learn more about uh, some people that have screwed over a lot of other people. I find it very <laughs> captivating. Um. Awesome, man. Well, in terms of games, games that I played this week, uh, I uh, let's get am, into it. What'd you play this week, Joel? I've kind of come to the end of Jurassic, the Jurassic Park, Jurassic World Evolution Park Builder game, and that quick. Yeah, I mean, once you kind of do all the islands, you're kind of done. I mean, I mean, how many hours do you think you played before you knocked it out? I don't know, maybe twenty. Okay, uh, I thought not a lot. It was a little deeper than that that's fine well it is i mean there's a giant isla nublar which is the original jurassic park island and that's just like open world you can kind of do whatever you want all the other islands have like scenarios um like the last island is super small and you have to make it work with very limited resources and it's kind of like the expert level so i guess i have that island if i want to really just go hog on it and add every single type of dinosaur and all the restaurants and you know yeah all that stuff but i really like it yeah, i'll so probably still pick yeah, it so up every you, once uh, in a while i was just gonna say for the listeners if you haven't heard if you didn't hear recent episodes this is a park park simulator and it's um, jurassic park themed but i think the standout feature is that jeff goldblum has voiceover uh, uh, he sort of serves as your like i tutorial. wouldn't do that uh uh we, we don't understand the power at our uh fingertips and he just constantly is naysaying <laughs> you everything that you, you didn't you know, work for it and, and yet and yet here we are you know you wield it you uh 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 and uh t-rex you've made a t-rex okay <laughs> i yeah. can't do jeff colbloom but that was me trying <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's um it's fun it's a good game I'm, I'm i'm back into assassin's creed odyssey just chipping away at that they have a new update that involves atlantis that's kind of what pulled me back in and uh, so I haven't got into any of that content, but as I do, I'll definitely let you know. But I, it's just a fun game, fun run around slasher game. I have all the best stuff, so I can take down like an entire castle full of bad dudes in about five minutes. It's, it's pretty You're fun. Beast. Your beast mode. Yeah, and then you and I played a little uh, Sea of Thieves the other night. That was played pretty some fun. Sea of Thieves. Yeah, new, big anniversary update. There's harpoons on the ships and we were we were harpooning everything we were harpooning no no you were the super shark is way on board the super shark is pro harpoon listeners 
<laughs> you you were harpooning shit that could not be harpooned. Uh, yeah. Was, well, you can shoot it at an island as you're kind of navigating it's around close it. Close to the island, but Joel was like, we were just navigating, and he was like, "Hey, I think I can turn us a little tighter." I harpooned it. Tell me when you want, want me to release it. I'm like, I'm already fixing the sails. I'm just sailing like normal. I think we're fine. I don't think you've even latched into anything. <laughs> the harpoon's like going in and out. And he's like, I, I got a harpoon. John, the harpoon works. I am harpooning. <laughs> I'm like, we're good. I think we're good on the poon, bro. They they also added, uh, there's a lot, a lot more food items than just bananas. And uh, I guess you can cook and create like food items that give you buffs and perks uh better health which is smart more durability you were gonna go take down like a skull island or one of the you know ships of the damned or something right wouldn't that be nice to eat a nice meal and get some health you know uh boost or something before you took down a big mission or went went for some uh what what are the what are the skull islands called am i is that what is that just what it's called the skull island with the cloud above it uh, well, it's like the, uh, oh gosh, what do you call it? It's like the raid equivalent, equivalent yeah. basically. Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're really difficult to take down. So that's kind of a knife, a, a really nice, like a uh, RPG type style boost to the game where you could craft recipes, manja manj, and then go take on this Island. It seems like it would, it would increase your odds of success. I've yet to take one of those down by the way. Uh, we did one accidentally. We were with a group of other guys, and we tried to like set up a little parlay. We're like, all right, guys, let's just do this together. Let's not be dickheads. And then, of course, when we finally beat it, uh, it was an all-out war for the treasure. And it, uh, I, I want to say we came out on top, but it was, it was stressful. <laughs> it was okay. not, it's not as fun as I I'm, remember. It I'm being. getting a message from chat here that we're. I'm way low. You're way high. Do do we want more gain from me? Does that is that? I don't know if that helps. Let us know, please. Um. No. Yeah. I got feedback that we sound good. So. Um, okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm a little good. higher now. So let folks let us know if I am too high. Uh, I'm probably doing you a favor by being lower and letting letting Joel talk. But <laughs> let us uh, know. Other updates in Sea of Thieves is they added fishing, so you can get various bait and fish for various fish. I caught a fish. If you catch a fish, you can actually keep it on the line and then use that fish as bait and then catch a bigger fish, kind of like like redfish, bluefish, one fish, two fish. It's like, you know, you can get bigger fish. And so uh, I haven't done much with that, but we ran into a feller on an island. We were super scared of him. We were, like, hiding from him. We were strategizing. yeah. We were, yeah. We were very worried that this was going to go tits up, and he was totally reasonable. If any, and if anything, we were the dicks. Like we went after him at some point after we turned in all of our thirteen treasure yeah, chests. Well, or... I felt bad. We we went after him. <laughs> our customary, like, all right, let's get off. Okay, well, let's fight a ship real quick. And so, yeah, get some action in before the night ends. Dude was just fishing. We left him alone. Got all our chests. We had like thirteen chests or something on our ship. And then we see a, a boat. We're like, let's get that boat. And it ended up being that dude. And we griefed him pretty hard. And then we got off. We got offline. He had a real fancy outfit. Had a really nice captain's situation. And, um, yeah. Well, that's kind of how the real world works, man. Like, if, uh, 
you know, if you're in the pirate world and uh, you're just cruising on by, you know, all nonchalantly, well, you're probably gonna get messed with every once in a while. So he got yeah. he got what was coming to him. Yeah. Uh, you play F- you play F- any F- games? Any new games this week, John? That uh, you started playing or tried out? What did I do this week? I well, as we mentioned, Sea of Thieves. Yes. I, um, I also spent a little time in uh, Red Dead Redemption. I'm still in Chapter Four. I know. Don't make fun of me. It so Chapter funny. Four is to... the Saint Denis chapter. Yes. Okay. Saint Denis. <laughs> I. Um, it was funny. I, I ran into a buddy who also plays that game at one of my trivia shows that I host in Columbus here, and he was like, "Hey, I know I, know, I saw you online, and I saw you unlocked." You know, one of the one of the uh, chapter four achievements or something, and uh, it's cool. You're going, you're doing a second pass through that game. I said, nope, still, uh, yeah, still my first run. I just, uh, I think, I think my advice for that game, if anyone thinks it's slow or or anything like that, is I've been playing at a rate of I'll do like five, six hour sessions, like long sessions, but then I space them out over the course of like a couple weeks. So I wait until I miss it and then I fire it up and I go hard. And then once I'm exhausted with what Red Dead Redemption is, I shut her down and, That's good. Uh, That's and healthy. Then I wait a few weeks and I go back. That's healthy. That's kind of how I've been doing I think with that's Assassin's the way to Creed. Play it, you know? Yeah. Otherwise, you do get burnout. I mean, I when I played it, it was in when no one knew anything. There was there there was there was only rumors and speculation, and so yeah. it was always I don't know. And you probably hopefully you still feel that way, where you feel like uh, it's constantly surprising you and giving you. Oh new yeah, con- I love it. I mean, I okay. love it. And anytime I play it, it takes a good ten minutes to sort of get back into that world. But I um, I pull a, I pull a chair right up right up to the tv and i crack a couple beers and i put my headphones on and i'm like take me away i want to be a cowboy it's great i love it awesome that's great i mean that game is a masterpiece i mean what are we talking about it really about? is it's, it really is it's undeniable it is it just lost um in terms of sales for the first month um since it's released and can you guess which game beat it mortal kombat 11 you got it, Mortal Kombat Ooh. 11. Um, right. and Give me a gold bar. It's the it's the highest adoption rate of any Mortal Kombat game to date. So good job, Never Realm Studios. <laughs> Your marketing worked. So a lot of people bought that game. I have that game. You need to get that game. Me and I should have mentioned that. Me and John Hill played. Um, I think we beat each other an equal amount of times. <laughs> but it's always funny with a new fighting game. There's always that moment in the beginning where you're just like, huh, huh, and you're just trying to figure out buttons and you're moving back and forth a bunch does and not it, really hitting each other. Does it work the same way where you can hit pause and see your, your move list on live? You can, but that other person doesn't. So they can just beat the shit out of you if they want. So you have to agree. Like, yeah, hey, we... let's hit pause and look at our list and then back out at the same time. Yeah, we did that a couple times, but we had a lot of fun with it. I'm excited to play that more. Um, they're adding a lot more stuff to it. They're adding... Do you, um, I, do you have a early favorite character for this game? Um, I mean, outside of the classics, I like... Oh, God. There's a character called the Collector who has, like, four arms, 
So he's like two normal sized arms, and he's got these two little like uh, like almost bug like arms that come out of his back, and he's pretty nice. brutal. He's he's fast. His uh, fatalities are pretty intense. He just like rapidly rips off skin of off of you, and and uh, he's he's intense. But um, yeah, it's fun. I love it. If any of you guys play that game, let me know. And thanks to our our guys here listening on Mixler.com. We have a really nice looking audience, handsome audience, if you ask me. We got a uh, Ventrilofart Nighthawk, Steve Baker, my man, handsomest fellow fellow uh, east of the Mississippi, if you ask me. And then uh, Golden Bear, Golden Bear's on here, and it says uh, 78 from other other places. So decent. Um, Mixler, let us know if our levels are okay. I'm I'm seeing something about Joel being higher and me being lower, and I've I've increased my gain on my mic. But no, I, don't I know think what you're else just no, you're good, bud. Just uh, you, okay. everyone's saying we sound good. You're I think you're just reading Jordan's old text, so um, <laughs> <laughs> he's such don't a worry about it. <laughs> well, he's good. He's our he's our tech guy. He's Jordan Shaquille behind the scenes. <laughs> he's our Carl. Yeah, sorry, Jordan. <laughs> um, awesome, man. Well, let's uh, let's get into some news, man. Any I, you talked a lot about VR, but anything outside of F eight and the Quest oh release God. and dude, it's it's the Wild West out here. It's all happening. Are you kidding me? Um, so so right before F eight, they you know I I I booked it. I put it in my like iPhone calendar to like send me a reminder. And I watched it in VR, so I went into uh, it's a, an app called Oculus Menus, and when you watch these live events, you sit in a big arena with other like I don't I don't know how how the servers are broke up, but it seems like there's anywhere from 30 to 50 people in the, you know in the same server as you, right? So you look around, other people are there with their headsets. You see their you see their you know their avatars. They're looking at you. You're looking at them. You can hear each other, so you can sort of discuss what you're watching with people around you. If and, and I just pick a random seat usually, and I'll, I'll talk to people around me if 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 they want to talk. If not, I'll just you know watch the watch the announcement. Um, so it was maybe 10, 15 minutes before this happened that the Valve Index, which was rumored and not rumored. I mean, they had made an initial sort of announcement. They they released one image, and it was. And we we've, we've discussed uh, the the whole IB, IPD uh, thing, which, you know, the Oculus Rift S has a digital IPD adjustment, which is the interpupillary distance. If this is your first time listening, um, which which really rubbed a lot of users the wrong way, and. And that's because it is, I guess it doesn't has it doesn't have a, as wide a span of um, inclusion as as far as people that have really wide eyes or really, really you know thin eyes. Mutants is what we're talking about. These, sure. these outliers. It's, they say it's you know something like twenty five percent, twenty percent of people that are outside of the normal, uh, the standard IPD. Um, and so what happened was. As soon as the Oculus Rift S was announced, this was back in March, um, the Valve Index, which was supposed to be a new headset from Valve. Valve, you may know them, Joel. They are, yes. they are be, uh, behind uh, such things as Steam 
Have you heard of Steam on I've PC heard games? Of Steam, yes. It's a huge marketplace, and they get a huge, uh, or they get a nice little cut of every game sold through Steam. And Steam is kind of awesome because it's just, I mean, if you want any game for your computer, you should you should check Steam. Um, and so, maybe 15 minutes before this F8 Facebook conference that was going on, which you know everyone was projecting that the Oculus Rift S and the Oculus Quest would be released maybe 15 minutes before those those uh those sons of guns over there at Valve they they dropped all their specs for their new headset coming out right so yeah. has an increased resolution they've done they've done um, some experimenting with technology to incre- increase the field of view or the FOV and They've done this by pairing, like putting lenses on top of lenses, and then also angling, or angling the lenses outward. So it's almost like your walleye style, and um, they're using, you know, LED screens. And then also the big one is these knuckle controllers. So this is a new hand presence in VR, and a lot of the Rift users, a lot of the Oculus hardcore boys, fanboy Oculus. They were they were a little upset that with the Oculus Rift Rift S that it wasn't more of a version two, um, generation two headset, and so um, essentially Valve was just like next level trolling all these Oculus kids that were excited for this big release by dropping all their information. Um, for me, it was an an easy decision to still stick with Oculus because um, the price was also released with the valve index and it is a it's a thousand dollars i mean all in outside in tracking so the the little base stations that you have to still hang up in your house and put those up uh for for motion tracking and the headset and two you know two controllers the the knuckles controllers are now now they're just called the index controllers all in thousand dollars so they're clearly going for the high-end market where oculus is more on the side of let's get more people into vr let's get this is you know how cheap can we make this um how easy can we make it to set up how can we reduce barriers of of entrance and um and and so i still feel comfortable with my with my decision on what headset that i've i've pre-ordered but um it's it's a war. I mean, th- they did that. That was intentional, right? Yeah. Right. Fifteen minutes before Mark Zuck goes on up to to the stage there and talks about uh, fifteen which, minutes. Way, wow, that is that is definitely. I, I mean, they dropped bold. it. It was intentional. Also, the as far as the conference goes, the F eight keynote, which was what everyone was tuning into. There were many, um, you know sort of like a VR channels that were live streaming it and had chat going and, and, and everything. It was, it was a bit of an event for a Tuesday, you know, afternoon, but, um, a lot, you know, a lot of them were, were blown away because during all their live streams, it was just, Oh wait, people are telling me that the valve index is, you know, releasing all their information. But I mean, there it's, it's, it's two different markets. They're going high end, Mm-hmm. Um, another big thing is, uh, I guess, the refresh rate on these headsets. It's 
they're they have an experimental 144 hertz while uh it normally the benchmark for it is the or the resting like standard uh refresh rate is 120 which is way high like the oculus rift s just to give you an example is at 80 hertz and then vr on the whole uh that's uh, what we tried at that vr arcade the uh I'm sorry, there's so many headsets. I try to get the names. The HTC Vive is what we tried. That sits at 90 hertz. And then the Rift prior to this next wave of headsets, that sat at 90 hertz. The Go, the Oculus Go that you tried, that, that, that'll that um, switch between, I think, 70, 72 hertz is what it sort of sits at. And so a little lower. So this is, like, really high. Um so not only is the headset and the full setup for this new uh, Valve Index $1,000, but also you have to have a machine that for some of these graphic-heavy games can push 144 frames per second or the minimum 120, which to a PC gamer, if you're listening to this and you don't know dick about VR, that's normal for you guys? Like you know a hundred plus frames on a game like Fortnite with a really badass graphics card and a you know processor and plenty of ram that's going to be fine but for vr everything is rendered twice right one for each eye so it's that's it's really compute heavy um it, it's okay. just I, I don't know it's it was uh it was a ballsy play but uh i like i i still like where i'm at i like I like that that in you know in three weeks that that Rift S is showing up on my doorstep and I'm gonna plug it in and it's gonna look beautiful. So that's awesome, man. Um, so well, it, was, it was funny to you see dropped all a lot that of drama play out with dropped a, a lot of specs game. on us there. That's a, that's a little hard to follow, yeah, but I, I try to explain it in a way that makes sense. I don't. I mean, if you ever have any questions, let me know and I'll try to explain it better. I'm certainly not an expert and I'm new to this world too. A year ago, I wasn't talking about this shit. I had the Oculus Go, and I thought that was cool. But yeah. I guess what I'm what I'm doing now is I was I was offered a, a nice aperitif, and and now I want the real deal. I want the full meal. I want that All steak. Right. Well, I know you'll keep us up to date as uh, this launch gets closer. It's just at the end of the month, man. You can just take a diet. Don't read so much. Uh, play some more Red Impossible. Dead. <laughs> You'll be <Impossible>. fine. <laughs> You'll no. be fine. And I, and I feel bad for my Xbox. Like I, I, I feel like I, uh, I got this uh, Xbox One X and the 4K setup, and it's great. And there will still always be a space, you know, in my video game schedule for, you know, playing the Xbox. But this PC, it's it's more power than I deserve. Like there, like if. If you're a PC gamer and you're listening to this, you're like, well, why is he worried about VR? There's a shitload of games he can run right now on this 1080 Ti GTX that's gonna just, you know, it's gonna crush games. Like if I ran, what did you say, Assassin's Creed? What? Are, which one are you on? Odyssey, the newest one. Yeah, like if like if I ran that on on this computer I have right now, it would be stupid beautiful. Like it would it would look way better than what the Xbox One X could run it at. You know? Right. Well, let's and, move on. Uh, let's move on away from VR. But like I said, you'll keep us up to date, and uh, you're going to get that thing, man. So just know that All there's I a John in the, the future yeah, that's a happy the boy. Listeners, li- if the listeners are kind of interested, 
and you don't have a PC that can run VR, uh, all I ask is you to just like search some YouTube videos for um, Oculus Quest reviews. And people are very happy with this thing. And they already have a bunch of review uh, headsets out to, you know, major YouTube channels and and websites. So so check that out if you're if you're kind of interested in and you'll get uh, kind of interested in it. You'll get some more information. So awesome, cool. Well, let's get into some other no- news before we get into the Xbox news. This is somewhat breaking, um, but Peter Mayhew passed away, uh, who's famously known for pay- playing Chewbacca in the Star Wars franchise. Oh, and so. Uh, we just wanted to, uh, from all, uh, Rad Dad, a lot of us grew up with Chewbacca, and uh, Peter Mayhew obviously made a fur costume have so much uh, character and depth and life, and so um, we we obviously give our condolences to his family and to everyone that's worked with him, but yeah, it's sad news, and I know his health has been on the decline for uh, the last few years, so it's a bit, bit unfortunate and sad. Um, if, Peter, man, if you could have waited a couple more days, it would have been May the 4th, and that would have been legendary. But you went out you went out strong, and uh, I know he's going to be in this upcoming film that's going to be out this December. So I'm sure there will be uh, a dedication and a celebration of the work that he's put into the franchise. How cool is that, too, that they still include him in it? You know, It seems like 20 years ago, if they were still making like current Star Wars movies, that they would just use the youngest, fittest guy that could fit in the suit, right? And do right. the... ADR after the fact, do the audio later for Chewbacca sounds and just get whoever fit the suit, right? Right. But like it's such a community and it's such a production that they say, no, no, no. Call Peter up. There's some standing around scenes. Put him in the suit, paint his eyes black. You know, that's cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He um Harrison Ford put out a statement that he um that he loves him. He he's gonna miss him. That they uh they got along a lot and Back in the day, they were, you know, both smokers. So they they would go out, and he would be in his Han costume, and Peter Mayhew would be, you know, from the neck down in the Chewy costume, and they would just puff a little bit and get to know each other, and they build a relationship that way. And so, rest in peace, Chewbacca. Recent, I only recently, yeah, I only recently heard that that uh, Harrison Ford was like, he's a big smoker. He was apparently he stopped. Um, Apparently he stopped like right around the Crystal Skulls era. Um, <laughs> that sobered him up pretty quick. <laughs> probably, probably, man. All right, let's get into I some. Think I'm uh, in a refrigerator. I gotta put this shit down for a minute. <laughs> let's get into some Xbox news here. All right, so um, Project X Cloud, um, which is. Microsoft's version of, if you will, you know, cloud streaming video game service um, just got to a home ready state. So they're letting employees take it home and try it out at home and uh, play around with it. So that's exciting. The big rumor is there's going to be a huge announcement around xCloud at E3, and we may get to play with it sometime around holiday this year at this at the earliest. So that's exciting news we also have uh xbox <laughs> updated its community standards so they've made it very clear what can be said online and what cannot be said online and they've taken a pretty strict stance so cream if you will i'm going to uh 
share a little bit about this. So they gave some examples of things that can be said and things that cannot be said. So um, um, when it comes to race or diversity of a human being, that is no longer allowed. So you can't call someone out for being a, um, a girl. <laughs> you can't call someone out for being uh, homosexual, black, uh, white. You can't, you can't pick on any of the, uh, the, the stuff that uh, makes each of us unique, I guess, is, is one of the big ones. Um, and they are going to kind of up the amount of the banhammer. So I got the banhammer recently, if you guys remember, from a few episodes back, because um, I said something pretty nasty to somebody. Uh, I thought it was a <laughs> thought it was a joke, thought they knew it was a joke. This was another Sea of Thieves situation. Um, and, uh, I got, I got, a tw- I got grounded for 24 hours. <laughs> this was over St. Patrick's day. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I guess that's good. I mean, uh, especially as dads with our kids growing up and they're probably going to play this kind of stuff. I guess it's good knowing that they're going to be strict on that kind of stuff. They're not monitoring or recording voice. Um, they're only going off of text. That's, uh, the only real definitive proof they have. So, so be careful out there, fellas. Um, if you are uh, if you're out there talking smack to people, then you can tell people, you know, ah, oh, I'm gonna get you, or ah, oh, you really you really won good that time. But if it's anything outside of that, you might get yourself in trouble. So just uh, be ready. I like be, to go in careful. and just call people cowards. Like, oh yeah, you're a real coward for you know how you perform that game. I think that would fly. Especially if I yeah, it's not it doesn't break any of their guidelines. Um, and the only time I do that is when I play, you know, like a, a heated round of uh, Halo, and I just have someone on my team and not perform, you know, and I, I, I guess I won't hit them with the coward thing, but I'll let them know, you know, hey, you could have, you could have done better, maybe, <laughs> yeah. maybe uh, go back to go back to training or something. Um, yeah. And, I mean, duh, like, it's just you. You can't say hateful shit, especially in text form. You can get away with a little more on the microphone, and that's part of what makes gaming fun. I mean, yeah. that that is that is part of gaming. I mean, well, and they say growing up is talking a little shit online. Yeah, and they say make sure you're playing with people that understand your sense of humor, which I think is that's a that's a just a good like human being. Uh, level announcement is just if people know who you are and if you can call them certain things uh and they get it they get it that that's that's always a good thing but make sure if you're talking to randos or strangers and you got to kind of keep it together um here (laughs) i found what i was trying to find i was just gonna say most current games you can't even like the voice chat's not even open you know well, I mean, what do we got? We got Friday the 13th, Sea of Thieves, PUBG, and Fortnite all use proximity-based chat. So I imagine yeah. that's where a lot of that is coming from. But a lot of people still text. I mean, Rocket League, we we use the text feature all the time on Rocket League. So yeah, I guess you could get busted that way. Here are the examples of what Xbox says is okay, though. This is what I thought was hilarious. Get destroyed. Can't believe you thought you were on my level. That's That's an example of something that's okay. Uh, that nice was some. Clean. That was some serious potato aim. Get wrecked. <laughs> wow. Only reason you went positive was you spent all, you spent all game camping. Try again, kid. <laughs> nice, nice. Cheap win. See, it, now, if you substitute the word "kid" 
with uh, motherfucker pussy face yeah. or something like that <laughs> you're in trouble yeah exactly it's, it's, yeah it's pretty i i get it yeah cheap win come at me when you can actually drive without running cars off the road i think Whatever, i've heard seth say that move. yeah that's my number one move <laughs> that sucks get, get good uh, and then come back life. when you're when your kd's over one <laughs> um wow. so yeah be careful out there because well, it, thank it, you microsoft yeah for it can happen telling us how to not be racist and horrible <laughs> online <laughs> speaking of uh rocket league and fortnite uh fortnite bought rocket league so epic epic games bought psionics which is the developer behind rocket league um what do you think about that is that a good thing is that a bad thing cream i mean i <sighs> I, I guess I'm not embedded enough in the Epic world. I have the Epic game launcher for, I guess Subnautica is the only one recently that I've played a lot of from from that um, marketplace or that ecosystem. So I, I, it doesn't really affect me. I, I don't play Fortnite. I do like Rocket League, and I assume epic would be smart enough to see that rocket league is doing their own thing and psionics is doing their own thing so kind of take the disney approach of keep doing you you guys are awesome and and honestly good for good for psionic and the people that work over there oh, that yeah. was probably a really good deal for them and i'm sure they all are are making some money off of that deal so oh, i say definitely. good for them and well, a lot of them epic have a job in and like you joked about like as long as we don't have to start building towers in Rocket League, I'm good. <laughs> yeah, as long as I'm not driving and building, I'm I'm fine with it. <laughs> yeah. Well, and there's been a lot building. of rumors. I mean, I remember playing Rocket League while I waited for my wife to go in labor with our first kid. You know, like it's been around for a minute, and um, I would love to see a Rocket League too. And I think I think uh, Epic is gonna be able to bring a lot of what they learn from other games i hope they don't nickel and dime us i mean rocket league went from like there was no way to buy stuff to now there's tons of ways to buy stuff so i hope they don't um go too deep into the free-to-play kind of model but i think it's good i think it'll uh it'll they'll they'll come out with something pretty awesome yeah that's uh, fair um and epic has been cool in their their game store or their games launcher which only came out I feel like only like four or five months ago, but they have been, you know, releasing free games like every two weeks, kind of um, Xbox Live style. So if you're interested in free games, I certainly recommend you, you know, install the the games launcher and check it out. If, you, if you're a Fortnite guy, you already know about this, mm -hmm. which that's, you know, 90% of gamers, apparently. <laughs> uh, well, under the age of... 19 years old that's true that's true yeah. it's a bunch it's a bunch of the youth playing that game right now yeah. that and like um mainstream uh twitchers right like main mainstream tw uh like streamers like uh -huh. you have to you have to stream Fortnite. i feel like if you're gonna be you know making any kind of money i don't know yeah and uh i got there's a gta 6 leak that i'm excited to tell you about so um this was posted on uh, let, let me find here. So this was posted on a website and then immediately removed by the website itself, which I guess is, oh, it's called Pacebin is the name of the website. It's a Reddit style website. 
Okay. And Pastebin removed it, which I, I guess for the people that have been or use that service frequently, that's extremely rare. So the theory is that Rockstar probably got involved and said, yo, 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 you got to get rid of this, um, which kind of validates what I'm about to tell you. Um, it was also posted by an anonymous guest user, um, which has since been banned and has not been post has not posted anything else. So let me tell you what the leak is. So according to the leak, GTA 6 will take place across multiple big cities, which players can travel to and from. Uh, this, of course, lines up with the most recent Grand Theft Auto game, where you have a giant map, and across the map are different suburbs and cities and town centers. In the game, you allegedly play as a drug lord who starts off as a small-time guy in Liberty City, and then ultimately works his way up to joining and then leading a famous gang in Vice City, which is awesome. So that means potentially we could have from New York all the way down to Florida, which would be a huge map, which would be cool. Um, and there's vast stretches of highway, multiple major cities, countrysides, um, and they have not re revealed what era the game is going to be set in but it will contain flashback missions. So when I read all this, my big theory was they might be bringing back Tony from Vice City, which would be awesome. And uh, Or maybe it's his grandson, or I don't know. Maybe they're linking it all together from previous games. And we've talked about how Grand Theft Auto Rockstar has made uh, comments about they couldn't make Grand Theft Auto V today because people are just a little too sensitive and it would just get banned and you know it just would not be good for them. But if they go back into their old lore, they may be able to piece together something that would be pretty fun. So, what do you think about all that, Cream? Um, I'm I'm game on. Yeah, that sounds great. And this is the first. Is I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. Is this the first story <coughs> DLC that GTA Five has done? This There's would be the heist. This would be GTA Six. Oh, the this would be an oh. entirely new game. When's that? I mean, but we're years away from that, right? So they said that too, is that this is is not set to come out on the current or maybe not even the next generation of consoles because it it's such a heavy-hitting next-gen game that the next consoles may not even be able to handle it. So you're totally right. We're, we're going to be sitting on this game for a while. I mean, Christ, yeah. it, it could be... I mean, it could be 2025, 2026 before we see this Grand Theft Auto 6 again. Yeah, so when did Grand Theft Auto 5 launch? 2013. 2013. Yeah. Okay, so when did Red Dead Redemption 2 launch? 2018. 2018. So do the math. I mean, you get some time before you're going to see this game. Right, and before Grand Theft Auto 5 was Grand, Grand Theft Auto 4 with Nico Bellic. And that came out in 2009. So that was four years, right? Yeah. Yeah, it seems like they're on this sort of four or five-year uh, cycle. And, I mean, it's just one of those things put in your back pocket. And when it comes they're out, they're going to have to get something. Here's One of two things have to happen. Either Red Dead has to start making money. They're going to they're gonna have to start um, doing something with Red Dead Online that's going to have to generate Rockstar and Activision. Or, I'm sorry, Take-Two, some money. Or they're going to have to release a new game because, I mean, with as much people as they're employing, they can't just sit in, on their laurel, laurels and wait. Be, and you might, you might be surprised, though. I mean, you're talking about Rockstar. That is 
uh, top tier triple a mm-hmm. uh developer they can i i believe that they have uh, you know sold enough shark cards through grand theft auto 5 and sold enough copies of red dead redemption 2 that they can do whatever they want yeah it's still on the top 10 highest selling games list you know too. what i mean so they can do whatever they want they can take their time they can change the i mean they can they literally have fuck you money in the game industry they can do whatever they want to do and people will wait and when it when it launches it launches if they delay fine people will wait still and they'll still buy the hell out of it once it once it does release um so i mean you would have to think it would have to come out in the next console cycle though right yeah I mean that's what that's what I would think, and this is so deep level rumory kind of stuff, but it's just fun to speculate. We'll see what happens. I mean, Red Red Dead Two did release an update, uh, actually yesterday, and nothing big. They've added some more items that you can buy, uh, clothing based items. They have a new horse race mode called Open Target, where it's vast open land and multiple little targets but no clear path on how to get there so you can just kind of go out and check off the targets as you go and shoot people along the way so that sounds fun so they also have some big gold rewards for anyone that plays this week um this week and weekend so um maybe that's a call to action cock maybe we need to play some red yeah. Dead too yeah i haven't played um i haven't played online in a while so i'd be interested to dabble check it out check it out Cool, man. And then a final bit of news is um, Halo Infinity is now near confirmed, near confirmed, uh, to launch in 2019. So that is uh, something that you and I have been wondering about. I remember going back to our New Year's Eve episode. uh, We talked about games that we were most excited for for the year. And you you talked about, gosh, wouldn't it be cool if Halo Infinity came out this year? So it looks like it probably is going to come out this year. Which is maybe be, they uh, do maybe they do the Grand Theft Auto Five approach where they launch this November or December and come next year when the new Xbox comes out, they launch again way up resed, you know, and yeah. way smoother and everyone can play cross platform. That wouldn't surprise me. Yeah, I mean I think that would be awesome. And I, I mean, again, E three this year is Xbox's I mean, it's for the taking. Like, they could do so much more than they probably planned because there's not a lot of competition in terms of PlayStation to offset the hype. Yeah, but in my opinion, that almost takes some of the fun out of it, not having the well, other boys there. You know, it's kind I know. Like- there, there's some rumors that the E3 is maybe not going to be the most looked forward to gaming event every year. Um, well, that's the nice that thing about PAX gaming and some of the other ones yeah. might rise yeah. to the surface. Well, that's what I was going to say is that's the nice thing about gaming conferences is if you wait a couple months, there's another one coming along and there's going to be some announcements. Um, but I, I think that is kind of a bummer for E3 that you don't get a PlayStation presence. I'm sure Nintendo will be there, but Nintendo is their own thing, right? Like they're going to be talking about their Labo kits and well, and they're not doing the a next Mario. They're not doing like. a Nintendo's not doing a. They'll have a booth, but they're not having a press conference yeah. this year. So, yeah, it'll be interesting. We'll see. It's uh, June. I don't know the date, but it's coming up in June. Yeah. And we'll, we'll, we'll definitely cover that. Um, cool, man. Well, let's get into some trivia. 
Yeah. Oh boy. Here we go. All right, Mixler listeners at home, if you would like to play trivia, just go ahead and let us know uh, in the chat that you are indeed playing. We do ask that you are quick on the buzzer, that you uh, do not take a lot of time. And I, I have some good trivia questions here that I think are going to be near impossible to Google. So I'm excited about this uh, different theme that, uh, than what we've normally done with trivia. First li- listener to get to 15 gold bars is going to get an exclusive Red Dead Redemption 2 collapsible shot glass that you can hang out of your keychain and get a DUI every time you get pulled over for a speeding ticket. So that'll be fun. <laughs> And then for any of uh, the hosts, anyone that comes on the show, and if you'd ever like to come on the show, just send me a little text. And uh, uh, 970-FOWLOX4 if you would like to come on the show, and uh, we would happily put you on the show. First uh, guest that gets the 15 gold bars will get a nice, fancy cowboy hat. So That's right. What's the scoreboard? $70 value. <laughs> what's the scoreboard looking like for uh, our, our gold bars? Oh, the old gold bar scoreboard. Let me access my records here, if you'd be so kind. Here we go. I got it here in front of me. All right, so we got a uh, we got a Nighthawk in first place with six gold bars. We got me and Super Shark tied at three. Okay. You know, I'll tell you what. I didn't. Wonder if, yeah, that seems accurate. Mm-hmm. Jordan, Carl, Bear, Reno. Ash and Seth all tied with one gold bar. Okay. All right. I just well, wonder let's... if I took records from uh, last week's. Okay. I'm sure you did. I'm sure you did. Well, it was probably for Nighthawk, and he probably binged it all, so whatever. <laughs> all right. Well, uh, there's a new podcast in the work, and it is something that I'm working with with Kevin Shaw, who is on our, our uh, I believe it was our one of our bracket episodes hey, real quick, back Joel. in March. Yeah. Joel. Will you talk about your new podcast while I go get another beer? Sure. Are you good on that? Yeah, I got it. All right, I'll bring my phone with me and chat. Just let me know if he if he makes any mistakes. I'll be right back. <laughs> um, so yeah, we're working on a new podcast. It's called The Deep and the Dark, and it is. Uh, I guess it's not meant to be really a comedy podcast per se, but it is. Uh, Kevin and I, um, we love each other. But we have some differing opinions on, on, on the world, and our worldviews tend to sometimes be spot on, but sometimes way opposite. So him and I wanted to put together a podcast where we, it's kind of a discussion-based podcast where we kind of go deep and dark into some of the current events and issues that we're dealing with today. And uh, it won't be necessarily regular. We're, we're, right now we're talking about once a month, uh, you'll see something like that hit the, hit the airwaves as part of the podcast right now network. Um, so if that's something that you're interested in, or if you have a topic that you think would be really heavy hitting, uh, definitely send us an email, hit up our Facebook or our Instagram, uh, Rad Dad Radio, Rad Dad Redemption everywhere, and we would love to cover that type of stuff. So, um, I mean, I don't know when Kevin was on. <laughs> after we were done with this podcast, we talked for like an hour just about all that crazy Michael Jackson stuff, and that's kind of that and some Rocket League games is how we kind of developed this idea. So once again, if you have a, a crazy topic that you think we should discuss um, or you'd like to hear our opinion on, let us know because we will put it on the queue. John's still getting a beer, but this uh, this trivia is going to be tricky, guys. I'm just going to tell you. It's simple answer. 
it's true or false that's basically how we're going to be doing this so statistically if you say the same answer the whole time you're probably going to do pretty well um, but don't be a jerk try to use your heart spirit of the game uh, play correctly and uh, we'll see how everything ends up I uh oh, well I guess we're still I gotta still fill some air I watched Lost World Jurassic Park that movie is good until the end the, when the dinosaur gets loose in San, Di San Diego yikes it doesn't hold up all right john you ready for trivia dinosaurs well yeah to fill dead air i was like oh i watched lost great. world jurassic park um and uh the ending's not that great that's essentially what that? i was saying yeah with old jeffy oh. goldblum all right real quick while we're talking about movies we recently watched um on currently on netflix it's observe and report oh god that's time. such a solid movie dude such it's a so solid dark. movie it's really funny, but it's so messed up. Like, <laughs> so prepare good. yourselves. Anna Ferris. Yeah, it's good. It's good. All right, John, the way this is going to work, so I was talking about Kevin and I's new podcast, uh, The Deep in the Dark, where we kind of get into deep, dark discussions about kind of what is ever on our mind, what's going on in current events. I can't events. wait to listen to it. Like, I'm excited to, to, like, be near people that are doing a podcast that I'm not, I don't have to go and talk on, and <laughs> yeah. uh, I can't wait to listen to it. Yeah, I think it's going to be cool. Um, it'll be probably once a month is how often we'll do it. And uh, this tonight's trivia is kind of a teaser, if you will, of the deep in the dark. So I have I pulled some statistics. And some of these, like many statistics, some of these are true and some of these are not true. Uh, Cream okay. and listeners at home, you have to tell me if it's true or false. I like these odds. I pretty, like these odds. Pretty simple, okay? So... Here we go. Um, only 47% of all French citizens shower or take a bath every day. This was reported by the UK newspaper, The Independent. True or false? Only 47% of all French citizens shower or take a bath every day. Give our listeners a chance to get their... Answer in. Try to again, folks. Try to be quick on that. Keep the show moving. Have I, it sounds like our mom might be going to France, so she she may be able to answer this one firsthand. Is that true? Yeah, they're planning a a, a trip out to trip out to uh, Paris. Uh huh. Uh huh. All Bang right. It. Cream. True or false? We got our answers. I say in. true. I say true. You say true, and that is right. <laughs> only 47 percent of all french citizens shower or take a bath every day so who said Gross. true so uh i gotta make sure i keep track of this stuff what's your shower schedule as an american uh dad Do you, are you an everyday guy i'm an every other day guy yeah i'm an every other sometimes i go two days is that weird um yeah. no that's Kinda not weird, weird at all they say days. it's good for your skin to take a break um, from a shower every once you, in a while. Well, that and ha have you heard of dry shampoo? Have you heard of this? Yes, you told me about it when you're out here. It's it's uh it's a modern marvel. You just spray it into your hair and then like ruffle your hair around, rustle your hair around, and uh yeah, it feels like your hair has been shampooed. Dry shampoo. We recommend here on uh, Rad Dad Radio. The brand is called Pst. Okay. P-S-S-S-S-S-T is the brand. You can order it on Amazon.com through our portal. <laughs> All 
Next question. Whites have the highest percentage of millionaires of any other race in the U.S. This She's is whites. That's how it's read. Whites or Caucasians have the yeah, highest maybe. percentage of mil, mil, or are the highest percent, percentage of millionaires um, out of any other race in the United States. This is uh, found per surveys conducted by the Federal Reserve Survey of Consumer Finances and the Federal Reserve Bank of St. Louis. Whites are um, most millionaires in Stop the United States whites, are white. Man. True or false? True or false? We got Same answers from. <laughs> we got our answers from Mixler. What's your answer, Cream? Um, I'll say duh. What's that mean? True. Okay. Nighthawk says false. Ventrilofart says false. The correct answer is false. Asians have the highest percentage of millionaires in the United States. Oh, it's because they stole it from the whites. <laughs> <laughs> no, that, I, honestly, after I said that, I was thinking about all those oil guys down in Saudi Arabia. Oh, okay. That's well, a that's lot of money down there. Are, are like American-owned well, companies? or? Um, I mean, technically, it's part. they're part of the Asian continent. Okay. Next one. Um, a Senate a Senate subcommittee report concluded that 25% of disability claims uh, showed evidence confirming disability was insufficient, contradictory, or incomplete. So of all disability claims, that means one quarter of them are bogus, basically. So true or false, 25% of disability claims are confirmed as insufficient, contradictory, or incomplete. True or false? That's a good one. True or false? That basically means that one out of I'm four le- people I mean, that you true. see with a disability may not be completely honest. Okay. Um, looks like we got our answers in from our chat. Cream, what do you think? Yeah, I'll say true. You think it's true? Nighthawk says false. And the correct it's answer... because Nighthawk is... His dad's on disability, and he's sitting there with his <laughs> remote control and a six-pack of beer. The correct answer is it is true. Uh, one in four people with disabilities has been found to be insufficient, contradictory, or incomplete in their claim lazies. for disability. Go to work. So you said true, right, work. Cream? Yeah, I said true. Okay, so did Ventrilofart, and Nighthawk got it incorrect. So right now, scoreboard, George has three, Hawk has two, you have two. Notice how you uh, you made these sort of hard to Google. I did. Nighthawk is not doing so well. Yeah. I'm just saying. I'm just this, saying. <laughs> this is a fun one. Once a year, a bunch of Nordics on an island off of Denmark will rush the shore and club, bludgeon, and slaughter up to 800 whales once a year a bunch of nordics on the island on an island off of denmark will rush to shore and club bludgeon and slaughter up to 800 whales true or false i mean i I don't know if this is true or false but man that would be fun to watch right (laughs) be fun to participate in I bet I, I bet they have a low crime rate. I bet that's like a purge type thing where 
it's like, oh, we have no crime for the next four months because of that. So What, whales? Yeah, everyone gets it out of their system. They go out and kill a bunch of whales, and then they go peacefully oh, back to their little village. A, I thought you meant whales had a low crime. <laughs> whales are less violent. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we have our answers in from chat. Cream, what do you say? Does this uh, whale killing event actually happen? I think it's true, yeah. Uh, Fart says false. Hawk says true. You say true. The correct answer is it's true. It actually happens. Um, wow. It's on the Faroe Islands, and it's regulated, <laughs> which I guess wow. is comforting. Um, it's an old, old, old tradition. So uh, let's are see. The, what, no, the Nordics. So what countries are we talking about here? Denmark, basically. Yeah. Denmark, yeah. So how, how does that work? Are they involved in the United Nations and stuff? Like, how how are they legally allowed to destroy a bunch of whales? That doesn't seem. I don't is know. It, is it sort of one of those um, cultural loophole situations? I, I guess so. I don't know the huh. I don't know the details of it, but That's interesting. I definitely. Uh... <laughs> want to check it out um right now we have a three-way tie jord at three hawk at three and you at three next question and 2000- 2000 to guess oh, real quick if you had to, just a little side trivia if you had to guess the weight of a blue whale's brain a wait it's at the whole body or the brain the brain what would you guess? What would you think the weight uh... of a blue whale's brain is? And chat, you're encouraged to participate as well. This is just a you mentioned it, and um, I did a bunch of science trivia tonight. Uh, some of my shows, we did a we did a cross promotion with Kosai here in Columbus. I don't know if you visited Kosai, but if you're in the Columbus area, they're celebrating their science festival this weekend. So check it out. Um, what do you think, man? The weight. I've got to guess. I got to guess. My brain is probably three percent of my total body. A whale weighs a couple tons, so that puts it up close to five thousand pounds. I'm gonna say. I'm gonna say six hundred pounds. Is chat participating? I'm not looking yeah. because I'm playing. Yeah, Nighthawk said. Nighthawk said four fifty. Wow. 20 pounds. 20 pounds. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was way off. <laughs> yeah, I just thought it was interesting. That Continue. is interesting. All right, next question. In 2014, the FBI found that 8 out of 10 law enforcement workers in the United States are overweight and are more likely to die from heart disease than from fighting crime. In 2014, wow. the FBI found that 8 out of 10 law enforcement workers in the U.S. are overweight and are more likely to die from heart disease than fighting crime. Is that true? Is that statistic true or false? Let me know in chat. Um, I know a lot of cops. I don't know. The, I hung out with a lot of cops in Cincinnati like pretty frequently, and they were all pretty jacked. They were pretty, uh, I mean, overweight is one of mean? those. Wait, hold on, hold on. You hung out with a lot of cops in Cincinnati pretty frequently. What the hell does that mean? <laughs> well, I ran a you police camp. You would go get beers every couple weeks, every month? What does I that saw mean? them at least every month, sometimes more than that. But I ran a police camp oh. for the Cincinnati police. So. Well, I know, but that was during the summer. You no, but I go... had meetings all year to get ready for that camp. <laughs> <laughs> so no. I, 
I did. I, I did actually. I, I'm on a first name basis with a lot of Cincinnati police officers. So. Well, that's different than hanging out pretty frequently. I hang out with cops like, more than the average your... human at that time <laughs> in my life. <laughs> Under normal, positive <laughs> circumstances. All right. All right. Okay, we got our answers in. What do you think? True or false? Cops are overweight. Is it my turn? Yeah. I say false. I I, I know some cops, and most of them, yeah, I say false. Uh, Cream says false. Jordan says false. Hawk says false. The correct answer is it's true. It's true that 8 wow. out of 10 law enforcement workers are more likely to die from heart disease than fighting crime. That so seems no, high. No well, points I'm, awarded. Hold on. That, I mean, that does make sense, just in the statistics. I, I guess I didn't think about it. I thought you thought I thought you said they were eight out of ten were overweight. Yeah, overweight and and likely to die of heart disease. Well, that's different. I mean, you can die of heart disease and not be necessarily overweight. Got some yeah. smokers out there, maybe, or you know, some uh, some drinkers, right? Yeah, some some diet coke drinkers. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Interesting. Interesting statistic. All right, last one. And we have a three-way tie. So, this is the tiebreaker. And I have a tiebreaker tiebreaker if we need to use it. An estimated 11 million illegal immigrants in the United States and their employers are paying less than 1 billion annually and state and local taxes. This is according to a 2016 report by the Institute on Taxation and Economic Policy. Again, estimated 11 million illegal immigrants in the U.S. and their employers are paying less than $1 billion annually in state and local taxes. True or false? We got some answers coming in. Um, this is a... This is a timely one because there's a popular opinion um, that uh, I guess <laughs> it's one of those things that I guess it depends on who you talk to. But a lot of people think that illegal immigrants don't pay any taxes. So this will be interested to interact or or that employers get a break by hiring illegal undocumented employees. So, again, the report shows that undocumented undocumented immigrants and their employers paid. 13 billion in taxes and social security and only got about 1 billion. Oh goodness. I Okay. Fall All right, we got answers coming in. Cream, what do you what do you think? Oh man. I feel like you're trying to goad me into a into a truth, but I'll, I'll so I'll say false. Okay. Uh, fart fart says false, and Hawk says false. The correct answer is false. Yeah. Um, uh, They actually, yeah. They I started to read the right answer on air. Uh, The 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 report showed that they actually pay 13 billion in taxes and social security, Um, and they only get. By the way, if you look at the national budget, I'm just saying. And they actually only get one billion back in welfare benefits, which essentially means like the United States government is actually making money on these uh, on these undocumented immigrants. So, wow! All right, we're wow. still at a three-way tie. Let me pull out a tiebreaker here. Deep and dark cuts. Uh, I thought we were going to spoil Avengers, not talk about illegal. That's immigrants. what's next. This is the last thing. 
Um, <laughs> I can't wait. Okay, here we go. Um, the Human Genome Project, a science scientific study on DNA, proved that race could be identified by our genes. The Human Genome Project, a scientific study on DNA, proved that race could be identified in our genes. So if a scientist is just looking at your blood, they can determine what race you are. True or false? So waiting on our Mixler chat. Um, did you hear about um, in China, this was like last week, they successfully cloned a monkey and they did it illegally. They broke the rules. They weren't supposed to do that. Well, that's, all, that, that's all we're hearing about from China. Well, it goes back to that Alex Jones, making, uh, Joe yeah, Rogan podcast. Say, that Alex Jones podcast. Oh, all right. The Chimera, man. They're making these vampires. The human, the, the Chimera, human clockwork self, animal human <laughs> hybrids. It's happening, Joe. It's happening, Joe. Or, 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 or. Um. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Cream. What do you think? True or false? You true. Can, you think it's true? Yeah, George thinks like, it's because you're talking about genetics, not just blood, right? I mean, you're talking about genetics, the genome sequence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Genetics. So you say it's sequence. true. Yes. Hawk says it's true. true. George says it's false. George is right. Uh, all human beings belong to the same species, Homo sapiens. So biologically, there is only one human race. Well, what are you... we talking about when when we look at um, you know, whatever that Twenty One and Me or whatever that that website where you can. I mean, it's, it genetically shows you where you're well, from. Well, it doesn't genetically. Ancestors. It tracks the the X chromosome, the female chromosome, back to its place of origin. So all that's showing is geographics. Now, you could say in that part of Africa, it's all, you know, um, African dark-skinned people. But that doesn't necessarily define a race, if that makes any sense. So you're saying... I'm saying that you and that Nighthawk are racist. if I say true, I'm a racist. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Damn, All right. I had my suspicions. Damn it. <laughs> I always try to live a good life, and then I screwed up on this podcast. <laughs> All right. That was tri Trivia for Treasure. Jordan, Jordan you are awarded the gold bar for tonight's episode. Congratulations, the Jordan. Apart, now you see me, now you don't. Good yes. job. Shake and bake. <laughs> Shake and bake, baby. All right, so what's that? where does that put Jordan on the scoreboard? He has two points now. It's not a threat. Okay, not a threat. He's coming up, <laughs> though. He's coming up. Wait, hold on. Jordan? Yeah. He's two now. Good job, Jordan. Now you are in, what, third place. Ventrolafart. That's Ventrolafart on XboxLive.com if you want to play with this man and talk to him about his how woke he is as far as uh you know his his he's, genome studies he's, he's very woke <laughs> ladies and gentlemen uh, to you uh, and yours all around the world it's time for rad dad radio episode 22 top 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 three top three on tonight's top three we are going to talk about our top three funny people comedians Creamy Johns, I know you love comedy. Tell me, what's your number three comedian? Whew. I'll tell you what, man. You put me on the spot. You you mentioned this at the beginning of the podcast, and then I did not think about it again. That's my favorite. Um, I have a pretty good idea because I like comedy. 
Um, yeah. I'm a, I'm a comedy fan. Uh, uh, my top three. So maybe here I'll go first. How about that? I'll give you some time. Well, to I don't think. want it to sway me. Either, uh, I could sway but, you. But it I could have sway a you. Good idea. Okay. Take I mean, a we, moment. We, we lock just... them in. Okay. Chat. Feel free to share what your, who your favorite comedians or comedians are. Uh, we live in a great comedy city right here in Denver, Colorado. And, uh, oh, you guys get all the normal. We get like, all the good yeah. ones. Yep. And uh, this at the end of the summer, I'm seeing Penn & Teller. Not really a comedy show. It's a magic show. It's but a com- I think that's a comedy show, though. Yeah. As, so much, this... it is, as, as much as it is a, a, you know, a magic show. Yeah. This will be my fourth time seeing them. And then... Uh, Joe Rogan's coming out again at the end of August. It's kind of weird. That's your fourth time seeing Penn and Teller. Well, every time I go to Vegas. Yeah, every time I go to Vegas. How often do you find yourself in Vegas? I've been there three times. I've seen them three times. Wow. I've never been to Vegas. We should do that. That would be a fun time. I would love that. I would love that. It's cheap. And it's actually, you know what? It's a (laughs) cheap family trip, too. Because the hotel. family wants to go to Vegas, though. They have, they believe it or not, they have some really good family stuff out there. It sounds, it sounds completely backwards, but um, it's a pretty good family destination. It's really, it's really affordable because everyone pays for your trip because everyone else is around you gambling and spending money for you, basically. So, okay, you got okay, your three. I, I'm, clo- I'm very close. I'm very Why don't you close. hit me with your number three, and then you can figure out the the last okay. bit. <laughs> I, I just, I'm just, I'm, I'm struggling uh, ranking them. So just, okay. Got to give me just another moment. I'm gonna name some comedians I've seen. I've seen, I've seen Brian Posehn uh, when he was doing his Fartist tour. That was an interesting oh, he's show, awesome, dude. It was, yeah, he's uh, awesome. it was an hour and ten minutes of just fart jokes, and it, it I thought it worked. My wife was not a fan. <laughs> um, I've seen the Scalar brothers. That's those two twins that talk really fast, and um, they're on the uh, that fantasy football show. Um, they, they, that was pretty good. I've seen Leslie Jones from Saturday Night Live. She was she killed it. She was awesome. Um, oh, I've seen I've seen Chris Kattan bomb and get kicked off of stage at Comedy Works because he was uh, he was super drunk and high. I think that's the fun thing about comedians in Colorado is. Uh, is uh they all try the weed and some of them can handle it and some of them can't and so you get to see the 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 reaction to all that and chris Catan, he was drunk and high and he was just laying into this poor girl on the front row the entire time just like really making fun of her kind of hitting on her a little inappropriate and we were sitting right underneath the light and kind of towards the back and we saw the light come on and i leaned over to Lori, and i think jordan and erica were with us and and I was like, "Uh-oh, <laughs> he's in trouble." And yeah, so, yeah, he was the headliner. Everyone, yeah, yeah, he was the headliner, and the I mean, the the local guys crushed it. I mean, I love open mic nights too. That's that's also one of my favorite things. But Chris Kattan, he got kicked off stage after about twenty five minutes of an hour show. So that was that was definitely a story to to be shared. Did I um I did I tell you me and Maggie went and saw uh, uh, Joey Diaz? at the oh yeah you did at the, at the funny bone here in columbus yeah you kind of introduced me to joey diaz i remember you were talking him up and then i went back in old joe rogan episodes and listened to it and just dude he is hilarious he's like freeform comedy too where 
I don't just, believe he has a set planned out. <laughs> like when he yeah. goes on stage, he just yeah. starts messing with people. I I've, I've seen I, Bob I Saget. My... Seen Bob Saget. Ooh, he's okay. a free form. He's, he's, he's he bothers me because he's kind of like like I'm dirty because you think, think I'm, I'm clean. clean. Yeah, yeah. Yep. That, that I kind of I like it. I've always liked him. Um, it still works though. Like if the jokes are still, if the jokes still a, land, then sure, you know. A documentary recommendation is The Aristocrats, which is also it was directed by Penn and Teller, and uh, it's all about this infamous joke called The Aristocrats. I won't spoil it, but Bob Saget tells it the best, so you should watch that documentary. Pretty good. I've seen it. Sarah Silverman's on there and stuff. Yeah. George Carlin. It's his last filmed thing that he ever did. Was that? Um, was that we've documentary? seen. We've seen Doug Benson live. That was a really good show. Um, Doug loves movies. Was what we went to. Oh, that's coming you out. Know, that's coming out to Denver this summer too. Yeah, you should go. It's fun. Um, you have a you have a chance to like you know win some stuff too. Everyone usually makes a poster, and um, I did. Uh... <laughs> so you, so you like mix your name into uh, like a movie title. So it was. Um, what was it? Edward Maggie Hands was Maggie's poster. Oh, nice. And then I did. Uh, <laughs> uh, what was mine? Um, it was Shawshank Redempt John. Nice. Sean, <laughs> Shawshank, Shawshank Redempt John. That's great. Um, I should send you. I'll send you the image of it, and maybe you can put it up on our Instagram or something. But I, yeah. <laughs> I put my face over. Um, you know, one of the one of the characters on the. What well, what would I do? Joeler Express, probably be yeah. my best, my best go. Yeah, yeah. I, I got, I have my list by the way. Okay, all right. Give me your number three. Top, 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 top three. Top three. I think I have it. All right. So my number three is um, Bill Burr. Bill Burr. Hey Pittsburgh, go fuck yourself. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Two more Bill Burr. Keep going. Oh, yeah, you know, you know, you know, you guys don't fucking understand. You know what you don't understand. I, I drive helicopters, okay? I fly helicopters. You guys sit in your traffic down below, just honk at each other, eating your fucking french fries. I'm up above you in my helicopter. I go home, I smoke meat, I go to bed, I fuck my wife. That's me. I'm Bill Burr. <laughs> that's really good. I think that's good. Thanks, man. I can't I can't speak for the listeners, but that, I think you nailed it. <laughs> Thanks, bud. I will put you through that fucking wall. I love it. Yeah. Bill have you Burt, seen Have up. you seen him do the show? There's only audio of it, but it's this super drunk outdoor festival in Pittsburgh, and he, uh, the crowd turns on him, and he gets he just embraces it and just makes fun of Pittsburgh and the entire crowd for 45 minutes. He goes, "Oh, you want me to do more? All right, 37 minutes left. Here I go." And he just rips into him. It's great. I can find All right. that on YouTube. You can find that on YouTube. My number okay. three is uh, new well, new on, comic. I, I was just gonna. I was oh, gonna, sorry. Go was ahead. Back up my burn. I, I I love him because he is uh, in a time of. It's it's a very sensitive time. Mm-hmm. He's getting away with murder. He's doing mm-hmm. things on stage and he's saying things that maybe for some comedians that becomes an article, and everyone piles on online and and, it, and they get shut down or you know whatever, and they have to issue an apology. He's just. He's cruising through all this, and I don't know how he does it. I don't know if it's just his conviction or if it's um, the you you know what you're getting into, and it's just that character or like his personality. I don't know how he's getting away with 
some of the stuff he says on stage. Like he'll tell a joke about, you know, beating your wife. Okay. And everyone's clapping and laughing. Like, like how does that happen? You know? Well, you know, know him. That's why. Yeah, right. But if like, you, you if know. you were to read that shit out of context, and people would rake him over the coals, but I know, but like, you know, um, what's his name? Uh, Tracy Tracy Jordan. Is that Tracy Morgan. Tracy Morgan. That's his name on uh, Thirty Rock. Anyways, Tracy Morgan. He tells a joke about stabbing his kid if he was a homosexual, and he got, he had a, he had all that fallout from mm-hmm. that, and he, he had been telling jokes like that his whole career you know what i'm saying like yeah. how come how come no one's gone after bill burr before maybe they have and they just it just failed because people saw the article and they're like yeah but he's hilarious so he gets a pass i don't <laughs> yeah. know yeah i don't he's, care he's by the good way stuff. I, think mo- I think it's comedy so you should get a giant pass because you're entertaining it's a it's theater kind of i don't know um yeah number three bill burr who's your three joel my number three new comedian on the scene but i love him Theo Vaughn. Theo Vaughn's my number three. Um, gang, gang. Gang, gang. How many hamps can you get in a truck before it's illegal? <laughs> so good. He's good, man. He reminds me of my buddy McKaylee. He lives up in Leadville. It's just like uh, if McKaylee became he, a comedian. Yeah. yeah uh, you're right. That's part of the reason I think I identify with his humor. So he's, he's a Louisiana boy. But yeah, Theo Vaughn's good. He has a podcast. It's called Last Weekend. Uh, so check it out if you want to. Uh, oh, and his album. I forget what it's called, but he's got two. His first album's definitely his better one. Thea Vaughn, Gang Gang. What's your number two? Uh, my number two is Dave Chappelle. Dave Chappelle. You may have heard of him. He was on a show. Um, oh, damn it. What's the name? It was on Comedy Central. Uh, Dave Dave's show? Dave, David's show. It was the Dave, David's house? It was an evening. Damn evening. It, what was it? Dave's. It was called the. I got it. It was the Dave Chappelle show. Chappelle yeah. show. Yeah. Yeah. Chappelle show. Um. So he. Um. He's great. He's one of those guys that. It's just easy to listen to. You know. Yeah. Even if he's not telling jokes, you're just captivated. So, um, I love. I loved that Netflix put out that two-parter. Like I don't think any other comedian could get away with that like hey i just want like a casual one and then i also want like a big production one and they were like yeah that's fine whatever you want to do you're dave chappelle and then also the way he handled um the whole comedy 50 central. million dollar comedy central thing and escape to africa and live in uh, beautiful ohio yeah and uh and and he does he puts together these shows apparently in like barns and um like does like wine tastings and shit like that did you know our mom bumped into dave chappelle uh did you know i bumped into dave chappelle oh well you're so cool <laughs> um no let's hear about your story screw well, you patricia well i uh in college worked at uh the beaver creek shopping center at sears and i worked in the hardware department selling craftsman tools at christmas time and i look over and there's a fella looking at the appliances at the it was the washer like a washer and dryer combo thing or something over there and the guy i'm with uh james crow if you remember um who worked at sears with me goes joel i'm pretty sure that's dave Chappelle," and i'm like no it's not 
He's like, yes, it is. He was over there all by himself. And Sears had a strict rule. Like, you had to sell in your department because our, our department was hourly, but the appliance department was commission-based. So you were not allowed to sell in other people's departments because I can't make commission and I'm essentially stealing money from those guys, basically. But I saunter on over. I'm like, hey, can I help you and all this stuff? He's like, yeah, my, you know, I'm not even going to try to do Dave Chappelle. But he's like, yeah, my mom and dad just bought a new house. And I'm trying to give them a nice gift for the Christmas. And um, I want to get them a washer and dryer. Do you know much about this? And I was like lying. I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know a little. I know a little. You're like, yeah, I know. I know you're Dave Chappelle. <laughs> well, and that's a tricky that. thing whenever you're with a cel- celebrity at, is at what point do you pull the I know who you are card, you know? And here comes the salesman who's like this lifer. He's been working there his whole life, big old pot belly, and he's running over. And he's like, oh, hey, 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 yeah. Uh, hey, hey, I can help you. I can I can uh, answer your questions and all this stuff. And and he and Dave Chappelle looks at me and he goes, "Do you you work in this department?" And I was like, uh, "No, I just saw who you were, man, and I just want to come over and see if I could help you and all the stuff." He and he just he just he just looks at me. He goes, "He goes, get out of here, man!" <laughs> so I like walk I will like walk back over like victoriously to my department. James he's is like, like I want to talk high five and me and all this, this stuff. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He's like he was like pissed. Like I was like taking his time, but. Kind of so, like, Ma, did you ever hear Mom's story? I don't think so. So she was in Yellow Spring, and she was at like a gallery wine tasting thing, and she saw him, and he was just like chilling off in the corner, being all cool, being all Dave Chappelle. And she went over there. She was like, "Hey, you're Dave Chappelle. You, my my boys love you, and I think you're hilarious and all that." And apparently, he wasn't in the mood, and he looked at her dead in the eye and said, "Bitch." get the fuck out of here <laughs> just, just straight up to her and when mom told me the story she was like well okay and she just about faced and that's a rare thing for right our off. mom to do I, I know i know but she realized you know she was amongst greatness she was yeah she was outclassed <laughs> um so yeah Chappelle's my number two um, well, spoiler alert, Chappelle's my number one. I think uh, he is he's one of the greatest comic minds of our generation, definitely. I don't I don't know if I would put him as like the greatest comedian of all time. Um, I'm not qualified to, to say that, but in terms of the spirit of top three, he's Let's my favorite. Top yeah. yeah, he's my favorite man. That Chappelle show is it's when you look back, it's obviously still funny, but it's important because he could tell jokes that now would never even make it would never even come close to being on air. And, uh, I, I appreciate that. And he was bold. He was a risk taker and he did what he did well. And Neil, is it Neil Brennan? I think Neil Brennan is his like writer, butter buddy. And, um, those two guys together. Yeah. They made some, they made art, man. And that's gonna, I, I just think it's those shows and his comedy is like Smithsonian level human impact art. And I think, uh, you know, Half Bake's a great movie, Undercover Brothers. It's it's fine, but I think his stand-up. And when you hear other comedians talk about Dave Chappelle and how he'll do a new hour every time they see him. They're like, dude, I just saw you two weeks ago. You're already doing new material. And he's like, yeah, I read an article today and figured I'd just talk about it. And he he's, can be funny in that way. And um, I think that's a rare art form. Um, I kind of get bugged 
and I'll, you know, spoiler alert again, Joe Rogan's not on my list because he's such a prepared comedian that it, in a way, it's not that he's not funny. It just takes some of the authenticity out of it. And that's what I love in a comedian is just someone that you can look at and be like, that's a real dude with real ideas. That's having a real connection yeah. with the audience. Some of the spontaneity of it, it adds to the performance of a standup, which I mean, watching standup canned as a special, that's, I mean, already kind of lame it's if you can see them that's that's kind of where it's at Lori and i watch them all the time that's like um that's one of the another netflix charmer of ours is um like Lori had never seen bert kreischer before and that's how she got introduced is we just i was like hey let me show you this um this guy you've heard of the machine and um so that i we love it um it's a fun thing to have on if you got other shit going on um like if Lori's working on schoolwork or, you know, whatever is going on. But, um, yeah, Dave Chappelle is my number one. I'll, I'll go ahead and give you my number two, and then you can hit me with your number one. Um, my number two is Patton Oswald. And Patton, I remember when no one else had heard about him. This was pre-Ratatouille, Pixar, that's Patton al- Oswald. That's, alternative, that's when alternative comedy was a thing. Exactly, and and Sarah Silverman and Posehn, David David Cross, Posehn. Yep, and uh, alternative comedy. (laughs) I feel I feel like in a way I grew up with Patton because he um, he started off as a single nerd and he made a lot of nerd comic jokes, a lot of jokes about like Star Wars and superheroes, which I related to. And then he got married right around the same time I did. He had a kid right around the same time that I did. So as I listened to his comedy, in a way, it was like, and that's what I love about comedy, especially comedians that work their own life into their material. So I felt like I kind of grew up with Patton. And then if you guys have not seen his newest uh, special, it's called Annihilation. It's on Netflix right now. Um, literally halfway through, he talks about the death of his wife. His wife died um, Um, it was a weird combination of a medical diagnosis and some pills that she was taking. Nothing, nothing scandalous. Like it was just, and he ended up suing the pharmaceutical company and all this other stuff. But, um, he, a comedy show, John talks about the death of his wife and talks about how he has to tell his daughter about the death of his wife. And it just wrecks you. I saw that one. It's brutal. It wrecks you. And he, he pulls the throttle up and the way only a masterful comedian can. And just the relief and the laughter that comes from someone sharing such an intimate story. I've never seen a comic do that on stage before. And, um, that for me is, that's a master level ability to just be so vulnerable, but then at the same time, do your job and make people laugh and make people feel joy. And, um, Man, it's uh, I've used it with some of the, the bereavement stuff that I do with kids and with um, counselors and stuff, just as a way to relate with death and things like that. And uh, man, it just it'll cut you deep. The first time I watched it, I had downloaded it not knowing what the content was, and I was on a flight out to San San Jose to go do some consultation for a summer camp out there. And I'm on the plane, and you know, lift off, and we're at you know whatever thirty thousand feet, and I'm like, oh cool, let's I'm gonna watch this special. And dude, I am sobbing on a plane, like like ugly crying, trying not to, for, so so people could see me, because it just hit so hard. I had to shut it off. I was like, I can't do that. I can't do this. This is ridiculous. Why am I gonna power through this when I'm just can watch it at home or um, in the hotel room or whatever? But yeah, Patton Patton's my number my number two. Nice. Who's your number one there, Krems? Uh, number one, Bill Cosby. 
I'm just kidding. It's not real. It's not really my number one. But hey, did you know I saw Bill Cosby live? No, no, dude. We're learning a lot tonight. I saw the, I saw him at the University of Kentucky. He did it for some, uh, you know, college related, uh, uh, fucking. I, I forget. This is like medical students or something. And um, this was uh, obviously before all of the. Uh, Ugh, all, the, the, all of the rape stuff happened. Ugh, yeah, the well, espresso I mean, not, I mean, machine. Not before all of that happened, but before, but before it was before Hannibal Burris yeah. was the was hero we a, we needed, and he brought it all yeah. to light. Yeah, I was dating a a, a, a up and coming uh, doctor back then, and um, anyways, that's not the answer. Anyways, my no- sorry, I thought I'd bring it up. My number one is. Um, and Norm McDonald, man, come on. Norm. Over. Yeah. He is so meta. He's like He's great. He does he does what comedians do, but then there's like three layers removed. Oh, there's more than that. What, yeah. What it is? Yeah. Yeah. And um uh, we we saw him at the um at the Funny Bone in uh Columbus and man, I don't know if they just gave away a bunch of tickets on a radio station or, or through the promotion of the club or something but it seemed like the majority of the people that were there ha- had not been briefed on what <laughs> on what the norm style of comedy was yeah <laughs> yeah and so me and and all of my friends we were in the we had pretty shitty seats we we're in the back corner it's a i mean it's a small room so we could it was still decent seats but we were like in tears losing our shit and i felt like we we had to like laugh quietly because everyone else there was like just sort of doing polite laughter it was it was such a weird night um yeah i think he's i think he's great and if you like norm he has a youtube show he's had many failed shows he had a sitcom he's he has had a couple movies like he is um dirty work do this do this okay if you're um if you're bored just just do youtube a, do a yeah, youtube just, rabbit hole <laughs> yeah i was gonna say do a youtube of any time he's ever been on letterman's show because he does bits on on letterman's show that are i mean they're timeless <laughs> so yeah i norm, i i norm went for about a couple weeks where i was obsessively just consuming norm on youtube and yeah. Lori was like, "What is going on?" And this was in, oh, he had made those comments. He, you see and all he's, the Germany bits that he did. Well, he like. <laughs> well, let me finish. He, he, was, and he was he was in um he he was in the news because he had made some comments about like the Me Too stuff, and he was saying he was defending Roseanne, and he had said like, "Listen, I understand that what she said was in bad taste, but is that worth someone's life being ruined? Is it?" and and he was essentially trying to balance like the two like yeah she she definitely learned her lesson but now her career is done and her show that she worked so hard to get back on the air is now she's off of it and he goes i just gotta wonder like is that what people wanted or did they just want her to like apologize and are people allowed to change or are we just gonna assume people are always going to be the same and i think he brought some good discussion to light and People that didn't know Norm, they just knew him as an old SNL guy. Um, 
a lot of the younglings really sided with him and like we're and he i really feel like he kind of calmed down the fire so to speak um during that period of time so yeah i went down a rabbit hole and just was obsessive about trying to figure out this dude's brain i think that's why i ended up like spending so much time on it but that's a solid number one yeah he's like a different breed of human being or something he's hilarious yeah and um and i love i love that idea of you know because someone made a mistake are they thrown in the trash forever is this a just a person that's dead to us whether or not they're a public figure you know it doesn't matter um, isn't that part of the human condition to m- make errors and then learn from them and then improve yeah. yourself and you know what I mean? Like yeah. it, it makes total sense what he's what he's saying. But well, um, and it's he, I mean he also has a things have changed uh, so much since then too. I mean, if you look at Kevin Hart, he I think despite people's opinion of everything, but I think he kind of handled that like looking back, he handled that Oscar stuff well. Like his career didn't take a ding really at all. If you look at, um, um, oh, James Gunn. James Gunn is back on for Guardians of the Galaxy 3. Um, Disney kind of gave him his slap on the hand and then brought him yeah. back for the movie. And so I think things are in a more forgiving place. And that's kind of where I prefer things are. Like, yeah, if people f- screw up, then they need to understand that and they need to learn their lesson. And in most cases, they need to apologize. But um, we can't always assume you're going to be the same person you were 5, 10, 15 years ago. Like, that's just not how humanity works. Do you think James Gunn in that whole Disney situation, do you think there's a chance that Disney saw the online reaction and their marketing people were oh, like, definitely. oh, man, people definitely. are not liking that we're shutting this down. And then Drax left, right? Like, Batista, wasn't he out Well, he well? he said he was out, and then he got real quiet. And I think James Gunn just called him up and was like, dude, I'm working on something. Shut up. Like, I can okay. fix this. You just need to calm do down, bud. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm just wondering, like, so that's sort of like a perverted version of what we're talking about, where a huge conglomerate, you know, company like Disney, do, do they, is that actually like a, a virtuous move or is that hey we're gonna lose money we gotta get this guy back i bet it's a little bit of everything at least i'd like to think it is because yeah. the money aspect is big the other one the big thing is i don't think they were finding a director i mean what director would step into that heated situation and Total take over show, someone yeah. else's movie someone else's vision someone else's script someone else's actors someone yeah. else's crew and think that their career will somehow benefit from that like i think that was part of it i think the money was absolutely part of it um and i think the fact that dc warner brothers picked him up for suicide squad the the reboot whatever they're doing with that because he's still directing that. And then he has Brightburn coming out in a couple weeks, a few weeks, the Superman horror film. So I, well, I don't that's know. Close. Is that soon? Yeah, they just released a new teaser. It's pretty sweet. But I'm yeah, I, I, we should be in a culture of forgiveness. Like, yeah, people screw up, and it's good that we learn it's our lessons. Of, and we learn our makes, lessons through others. Yeah. But no, yeah. That's how we grow. It's, how, it's, you know, I mean, if you're you're hitler that's one thing yeah it's if you're an evil bad person right but everyone everyone we've talked about i don't think are evil bad people roseanne kevin hart do you weigh in on uh, louis ck 
Um, huh. he, I is think he coming back. Like, is he going to do another special? And people he, are going to be he, like, I mean, he's right. already he's out. He's on the road. He's doing shows. Yeah. He does the no yeah. cell phone thing, so no one's able to see what he's doing. Um, they're transcribing a lot of what he's doing, but he hasn't changed. He's still doing like his like deep hard hitting kind of comedy he um, is hilarious i mean he is hilarious he's an artist clearly he's a perv i mean that's fine but like he's got if you're if you're a pervert then that's fine and and i don't really understand that whole story too i think i think it may have been slightly blown out of proportion i, I obviously don't know well, exactly what happened in that room but there's a few g- gals sarah silverman being one who she didn't necessarily say it was a pot a negative experience but um she kind of defended him but it isn't jerked off in front of uh-huh yeah she talked Sarah about Silverman it did? she did yeah i didn't think it was more than just that night oh uh, maybe he actually did maybe he asked her it didn't have i don't know oh, that's i don't what know i, I might i might I be speaking out of turn but she was like yeah no i'm not I but I don't know when you run a show, he runs a show and on his show, he's the producer, director and writer and actor. Okay. And, um, if you have an intern, it's a power, or, it's a power, it's a power move, whether he realized it or not. And right. I think that's the, that's the, the gross part of the, the whole thing. I don't think he's an evil person like Bill Cosby is. Um, I don't think he's a predator, but I do think that that type of behavior is in line with Harvey Weinstein type of behavior that, you know, because of your role and your power and your status that you can get anything you want. I, I think right. that that's got to go, you know? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Agree. Agree. Um, we did it. Top three, baby. Top three. Top three. I'm going to, I don't have to pee or anything. I just want to grab a beer cause I'm excited about this next segment. Um, we're going to get into Avengers Endgame, but before that happens, John, I want you to talk about, um, I'm going to give you a topic here. I want you to talk talk about oh what's the next com- what's the next comedy show you'd like to see like of all the comedians that are swirling about who's one that you haven't seen that if they come into your neck of the woods that you're gonna go throw thirty forty fifty bucks down to go catch. Ooh, I got this. I I know what this is. Um, so if you're listening to this and and if you're not on the uh, Crystalia train, I recommend again you know just a YouTube search Crystalia. I, uh, I really like the appearances he has on the podcast, The Fighter and the Kid. It is, um, I mean, he has he has a new net, uh, Netflix special also on uh, right now, and it's uh, yeah, Chris Crystalia. He he cracks me up. He is uh, he's just like he's like really cocky and really rude, and um, I love it. I think it's hilarious. I think you should check out. Crystalia, up but while joel's gone oh hey. i would see him oh you're back yeah i'm fast I'm, I'm fast, <laughs> really Crystal, fast. yeah Crystalia, i would totally go see him dude have you watched any of his stuff like oh uh, i'm not seeing any of his stand-up because uh okay just haven't got around to it but i've seen him on a lot of podcasts and youtube and stuff okay so yeah so he has a, a netflix special right now and i saw it and it's it's honestly like it's all right but i think it's better if you absorb some of his instagram page and like he's absolutely a must follow on instagram like the shit he's posting on there is is amazing um but then he um it's it's his appearances on other podcasts that crack me up so he's on burt kreischer's 
uh, Rogan's, um, Tiger Belly with uh, Bobby Lee. Oh, I love I, that one. It's so good. <laughs> Bobby and Lee's then, hilarious. Uh, yeah, like you. I mean, you you just. I, I think I showed. Did I show you? Didn't I show you some of his stuff over at your house when I was in Colorado? He's hilarious. Uh, yeah. I, I've, yeah, I've been on the Chris D'Elia train for a while. Oh yeah, Does you and I watched a, a yeah. few a few of his things. Yeah. yeah, doesn't make a dent. A, a dent. He uh, he's he's hilarious. You got to check him out. All right. Well, that was some. We should maybe talk about comedians more, man. That was an awesome conversation. I appreciate that. No, we um, covered it. I think that's it forever. Oh, for, <laughs> forever. Okay, great. Yeah, that's all. The only other thing I'll say about comedians is that Too you late. should watch um, <laughs> the, the Steve Martin VHS that me and Joel had when we were little. Yes. Where it opens and it's him and a few other comedians and they're like yes, talking no. to David Letterman about I can't stop uh, how him. he should do his act. And then he goes out and he does uh, yeah. King Tut and yeah. uh, the arrow through the head. And so, yeah. Uh-oh. You know what that music means. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to get into our Avengers Endgame discussion. Um, we are going to talk about spoilers. We're going to just, no no holds bars, no filters. We're just going to go for it. Uh, Marvel's The Avengers Endgame came out last weekend, and uh, Creamy and I saw it. So get ready for that. Um, we're also going to break down our predictions from last week's episode on a few different items. So we'll see what the score and how that all kind of played out. And uh, remember the loser has to go see the film again and do some good uh, documentation of them wearing a DC hero costume as they go and see. It's going to be me. I already know it's going to be me. (laughs) We'll see. I think it might be a tie. If it's a tie, then I think we both get out unscathed. (laughs) I think we both have to do it if it's a tie. (laughs) All right. So, um, well, let's let's hop on this train, man. Uh, so again, final final warning, movie, final right? warning. You warned him. Warned yep. him. Okay. Yeah, we're exactly at two hours, so go ahead and stop it here, and then come back if you haven't seen it. Listen to our review, and uh, thanks for for tuning in up to this point. Cream, Avengers Endgame. <laughs> Dude, oh my God, let's get into it. First of all, I'll just open up. I loved it. I thought it was uh you know a, a ten for ten experience. Mm-hmm. I thought um, I thought it was a celebration of the last how many movies? Twenty. That twenty-two. Twenty-two films. I thought it was a celebration of all of those movies, and I I think it managed to tell its own story. Um, they did the time travel without having to use the Soul Stone. I think that was a big prediction from both of us that they. Or that they would use the Soul Stone, yeah. The soul well, let's or some bullshit. Yeah, I was thinking maybe let's start with the the predictions and let's see how that okay. leads the conversation okay. a little bit. So, let me pull them up here. First of um, all, oh, no, these these are initial impressions. You, initial reaction. What were your initial, initial impressions? Oh, I, I mean, for me, I um I loved it, and I'm not even I I saw it with ten incredible people. Um, we had amazing seats. We saw an IMAX 2D. We were like middle. Um, right sweet spot of sound sight everything it was uh it, and and then on top of that like i i personally enjoy seeing a film with a a crowd of excited people i don't care if it's kids or adults or parents on date night like 
that is something I can't get at home on my couch with a blue Blu-ray player is uh, people I, I've never had a here's a couple big things I've never had a movie where there was so much applause and everyone was so into it and I felt like the whole crowd was just together and I love that um, like as the, oh, the 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 lights dimmed and the Marvel um, the Hawkeye scene kind of popped up and then it, it did the cold open and then eventually showed the Avengers Endgame logo. This dude holds up a glowing Thanos Infinity Gauntlet like right down in like front nice. center and people like applauded for that. I was like, oh, this is going to be a, a good crowd, you know? Um, yeah. The whole it's second nice half. around a, a whole shitload of people that are like, I mean, it's like going to a concert, right? Mm-hmm. If you really it's love totally band, what it's, it's like, if it's like one of your favorite bands and you're like, oh, over there, there's like a 59 year old dude who loves this band. And then over there, there's like a 17 year old kid that loves this band. We all are in this. Like, you know, yeah. it's like when we went and saw President's United States of America, right? Uh huh. Like yep. everyone there, it was a 2008. Everyone was there. Everyone was there to see that band on purpose. They made plans to get to that place to see that band, you know? Yeah. Oh, and you had to you had to drive over a mountain to do it, but that yeah. 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 Um, I, John, the whole third act, uh, that last hour of the film, I um, and I'm not even exaggerating, like literally tears in my eyes of just pure joy, and I have never felt the way that I have felt in a in a in a movie like that in my entire life. It just it was so uh, satisfying. Holes, ten out of ten. Oh, it's ten easily easily 11 or 12 if i could do it but yeah um amazing amazing film um we haven't really spoiled anything so if you still haven't seen it um go see it but if you have hopefully you feel the same please share what you guys think in the comments because um we definitely want this to be a discussion let's get into our our predictions here so um the first one was if this it was would... last week that we made our predictions right yep and you can listen to that episode it was called in game in the membrane episode 21 we uh we asked ourselves would this make more on opening weekend than infinity war did uh, infinity infinity war made 257 million dollars we both said it would make more it did make more it made 1.2 billion dollars in its opening did you, weekend did you manage to hop over to box office mojo and look I did. at the records it broke I well, I didn't see all the records. I just pulled numbers off Box Office okay. Mojo. Well, the li- the list that if you just click on an article that uh, Box Office uh, Mojo posted, the, it it broke like a lot of records, <laughs> like Thursday yeah. night sales, weekend sales. What's um, the first film to make a billion dollars in opening weekend? Um, that's that's never been done before. Um, and it's on the hunt right now for Avatar, so that's the big one to see if it beats Avatar. As of right now, worldwide, it's made $1.67 billion. Um, we said that we both thought it would make more than uh, 2.8. That's a lot that's, of money, man. <laughs> well, 2.8 is Avatar's record, um, and so we we'll kind of sit on that one because I have a feeling. I mean, I know it's gonna, I know it's gonna beat Avatar at two point eight. Um, yeah, but, right. Doesn't that make sense? I think it will. Well, yeah, they're gonna keep that thing into the theaters, at at least up until Spider Man is in the theaters, and that's July. So it's got a lot well, of time. I hope so too, because I'm gonna go see it again. I want to wait like a good month, month and a half, and I want to go back and watch mm-hmm. it again in the theater. Yeah. Um. You said, did you see it in three D? 
I did. You know, that was the only tickets that were available, and we had a specific schedule to work within. I was going to do what you did and get a bunch of boys together, but then what happened, it, I think it worked out pretty well. Um, I We went Friday, and we went – you'll like this – our uh, our showtime was 4:20. And, oh my god! <laughs> yeah, I mean, you're from Colorado, so you know what I'm talking about when I, you know, <laughs> it's legal out there. Yeah. Um, and so what we did was, we, it was it was a great, it was a great afternoon. It was a little tight after school, right? So we had to pick the kid up, get get her and her sister over to. We're rad dads. This is a dad podcast. Took those took those little munchkins over to uh, Meme and Pepeps, and then hopped right over to the AMC Lennox here in Columbus, Ohio. And yeah, that I, I I started looking for tickets maybe three four days before because I was like, oh shit, this could be a problem. We might not be able to find tickets. <coughs> and I went through like three or four different theaters, but I found it, and it was 3D. And I'll tell you what, man, I haven't seen a 3D movie in the theaters in a while. <coughs> I just kind of fell off of it. I, it used to be kind of something I liked, and then uh, yeah, it used to be uh, the preferred way to go. Yeah, I just kind of got over it. I thought it was kind of gimmicky or something. Um, but I, I enjoyed I enjoyed the 3Dness of of this movie. I thought it was fine. I thought the depth, as far as range, I, I thought that was like really effective. I I, I enjoyed it. Um, yeah, and. As I mentioned, I had a really good experience watching Infinity War um, for my second viewing. I waited, 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 didn't watch it again in theaters, and uh, waited and watched it in VR, like laying flat on my bed. And I had, I mean, I didn't know I could have so much fun just outside of sex, laying in my bed <laughs> with a VR headset. You know, like it was awesome. And so, uh, and so, the, yeah, this was great. I. The, the 3D version held it held up. I think I don't know if they filmed it in 3D or if it was converted or what, but maybe they're getting better at this technology. Maybe I just hadn't done it in a while, so it didn't yeah. seem like such a new thing. Um, but yeah, maybe so, I'll so see I it found... 3D for my second time. Me and we're trying to find a way to see it this weekend because I really want my wife to see it. She's seen all the movies, whether she's liked it or not. And she's into it. Like, um, she's definitely into the whole MCU. But uh, that's kinda, I just that's kind of my wife too. You know, what yeah. I mean, like, she's she's more of a Game of Thrones gal, more of a. I mean, I'm, I'm trying to think of a movie. Oh, okay, so Star Wars. That's that's one that. Like, there's no way I could go watch one of the Star Wars movies without her being you know being there so well it's funny um, i used to drag Lori to the star wars films and then i didn't for last jedi because i was like this is just just not gonna happen and then yeah. we go we come home she surprises me she bought it for me um I, I don't even know where probably at target or something we watch it and she that was her favorite one she loved last jedi so you never you can you what can't an idiot. predict you can't predict those women what a moron. <laughs> what a dum-dum. No, um, that movie sucks. <laughs> yeah, it has its moments, but yeah, overall. Absolutely, but, it, has it, it has its moments. It's still a Star Wars movie. It's still, so, it's still fun in parts, but yeah. Just to bring it back here, um, yeah, so we both predict it's going to be Avatar 2.8 billion. We'll have to update you on that as it gets closer. So no score awarded yet. 
in terms of who's been right. Rotten Tomatoes score, we both said it would be over 85%. We were both right. It was. It's currently sitting at a 95% fresh <laughs> on Rotten Tomatoes. Which, it seems fair. Which this is a superhero movie that has had 21 previous films leading up to it. It's 95% fresh. That Kevin Feige's got to just be sitting in a hot tub full of molten chocolate, drinking champagne, and getting his toes licked. Because that has just got to be... I... Well, I think the about best. the writers. Uh, I think about those Russo brothers too. Well, like... Russo is the director. Mar- Marcus and Feely are the the writers, and they're okay. They're amazing. Those guys are just well. The I way mean, they can, can weave of, a story together. Of, I'm just saying. Can you think of a more like a daunting challenge for for writing a screenplay? Like, oh, okay. Here's it's all led to this. Yeah. It's got to pay off, and and they managed to like pay homage to every movie. I mean, every how is single that movie, possible? And not just blow, every right? movie, but the ones that people say are shitty. Sequels too, yeah. The ones that Thor, people say are shitty. Yeah, Thor, Thor, Dark, Dark World, World, and Ultron are probably yeah. the most referen- referenced movies in that in 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 there. Like it Ultron adds value, you know like back to those movies oh or something. does it ever does it yeah. ever Catherine Flegel, who I saw uh, that's John Goldenbear's girlfriend she wanted to she was a bit lukewarm on the whole thing she wanted to go back and watch them all because she just appreciated um the storytelling so much so yeah. oh man it's just amazing um but what a task you know what I mean to sit down in front of a computer and like okay I have to punch out the screenplay and rework and tool i mean and in in my opinion they nailed it i mean i don't know what i would have wanted out of it that wasn't in there fuck man well and i mean that's a good i mean we're 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 spoiling it. it yeah it's a it's um i think that's a sign of a good film is i think i always use star wars as a reference because those nerds are aggressive and I really feel like what do you mean it, those nerds? You're talking about your wife and you. <laughs> well, the the hardcore Star Wars guys are you, pretty. That's you though. I wouldn't say I'm hardcore Star Wars. You wouldn't want to be spoiled. No, 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 no. What I was gonna say is, if you if if you if you perfectly predicted a movie and then went and watched that movie and everything that you predicted happened, I don't think that would be that satisfying of an experience. I think no. what what and they did with this movie, this movie, yeah. They threw yes, some yeah. curveballs and they took some risk. They took some big risk, man. And well, how uh, about this, man? Thor, Fat Thor, Thanos <laughs> in the in inside of the first twenty minutes, thirty ten minutes, minutes. Of the movie. Yeah, it's was, it was like ten or fifteen minutes into the movie. Okay, so so when and and you know you should be out of here by now if you haven't seen this movie. So I'm not a, I'm not apologizing. <laughs> this is full spoiler. Um, when when he when he aces thanos and it's such the way he does it is so just like, unexpected well think about what thor or who thor is as a character right like mm. so he he does this because he is used to he lives a life of i am a god i slay the best of the best all the time and i am a warrior and i'm a hero yeah. and that's my life and it was like almost like a reflex action for him and to I just said, go ahead. What did and, you, and uh, Nebula goes? Scene. What did you do? And he goes, 
I went for the head. <laughs> yeah, and in that scene, he had no other choice, you know. Mm. And 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 it sucks because in their in their circumstance in in that scene, they had plenty more to gain from Thanos, you know, that maybe they could have you know, well, you destroyed the stones. Or, they had nothing left for I, him. I know, but but still, like maybe there was a way to piece something together or have some sort of simulation of moving forward and how to go back <coughs> or, or something. But Thor just aced him, and it was such a dishonorable murder, right? Like, didn't it seem just like oh, he just it just seemed callous. Like he he yeah, could, he didn't care like about Thanos at all. He just action. he just yeah. yeah. And well, so, and so I mean, if happens. you want to go, if we want to go down, because I've thought about how we can do this, man, and I've, we're not going to go through every single part of the movie, but I, I just thought we could go through just almost character by character of some of the bigger Avengers and just talk through their arc, because that is part of the web that these filmmakers wove is you, it is satisfying for anyone that watched that first Avengers film and back in, what was that? 2012. The yeah. satisfaction of seeing th- these characters grow and be pr- profoundly changed by all of the things that they had encountered up to this point, man, that was so satisfying. And I want to get into Fat Thor for a little bit because there is. Hold on, you're if, jumping ahead. Hold on, hold on. Okay, how do you want to? How do you want to do this, man? You well, just want to talk about it? Say, well, yeah, we can just have a, a conversation <laughs> about it. Um, so, so when, um. You know, when you talk about expectations for the movie and what we did last week and sort of predictions, that that's, yeah. that kind of stuff, because I was pretty confident and, you know, where maybe it would have gone or is it like slightly predictable? And it wasn't at all. At and all. As soon, and as soon as they cut to the, you know, five years later screen. Yeah. Like at that screen. I could not have been more excited because I had no idea where this movie was going. I, I hadn't watched trailers. I hadn't watched, you know, I watched like the teaser trailer. I think that was it. But people chattered. Out. People chattered in the theater when that five years later uh, title came up. Yeah. Like, like a, like a, like a baseball player hit the umpire in the face. Everyone was just like, yeah. oh my, oh my gosh, what, what, what? And it was just like this chatter across when, it. Of, yeah, of when the was the last time in a movie that you and everyone in, in attendance and, like, and every oh. seat is fooled, yep. you know, full up, right? Like the whole theater is full and you're all sitting there and you're all sitting there and it's just boom, total refresh five years later <laughs> no one knows no one knows at all well the, the first time i felt that way was how the film resolved you know the first time i felt that way is when thanos's head came off that's when i was like okay i have no idea what i'm about to yeah. experience i have no idea yeah. what's what's gonna happen um, very exciting to watch a movie like that though i mean as an audience member we don't get that often with modern contemporary cinema, you don't get it. You don't get that. No, feeling. and you and I have multiple times heralded when people um, take risk and they fought, they own. That's the thing I loved about it too is they owned every little deviation away from what we thought would happen. Time travel. Let's go there. Right. That was 
so the moment you see time travel in a superhero movie, it's like, oh, well, I saw this on 90s animated X-Men. You know what I mean? Like, this isn't going to be anything I haven't seen before. In a world with blockbuster time travel movies, they found a way to do a time travel movie in a way we've never seen it before using rules that we've never had before. And it all stinking worked. And they Ugh. literally like listed off all of the time travel movies that you know and love. <laughs> yeah, for me, it was Back like the future. You could almost say them with them. Yeah, yeah. Time cop. And, <laughs> yeah, and so what's cool is Tony Stark, his position in all of this, and that he was out, and he was him pissed. And um, Pussy Crystals, uh, Gwyneth Paltrow, they were all like. Like, remember when he figured it out? Like, he figured out the what do you what do you call it? The loop or whatever? The, the well, it's a Mobius strip. Mob, yeah, Mobius strip, right? It was an so inverted Mobius strip. The, the Mobius strip. Yeah, as soon as he figured that out, he's like, oh, and it's and it, it and it's it's monumental because he realizes, and he's just messing around with it, right? Like, he's this real casual, like, well, fuck, let's try it. They came and asked me. I'm a scientist. I like this shit anyway. So let's mess around with it. He solves it and he has to go and talk to his, you know, his, his wife. And, and she's like, you know, we got really lucky. Like, do you, do you want to push this? And, and they both realize there's no choice. Well, you, and she says, ha- he has to. and Gwyneth Paltrow's character, Pepper Potts was, um, she's always been like this aside or a, like not even a B character, like a C or D character. She had a shining moment in Iron Man 3 where the rescue costume showed up for the first time. But really up until this point, she's been everything from like an administ- administrative assistant to a, a love interest to in the Infinity Wars established like, you know, they're, they're, they're obviously more than that. But she says this yeah. line in that time travel discovery sequence that you're talking about. He's like, well, I just, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna go to sleep and like try to forget about it. And she goes, Tony, you're not gonna be able to rest. You can't rest this way. And, um, and uh, yeah, he he speeds his little Audi up to the Avengers compound and and shares with Professor Hulk. That's another risk they took. Let's talk about Professor Hulk, man. Not a risk at all. That's ador. That's perfect. (laughs) Well, it's more. It's I think a lot of people wanted to see like ultimate hulk just crushing shit um all right think about it this way too they held it back for so long and you you get a lot in thor ragnarok you get none in infinity war but you get a but there's clearly a story there yeah Yeah. there's clearly a conflict between the hulk and bruce banner yeah which honestly believe it or not that goes back to the ed norton hulk movie and how he kept he kept the whole first act is him trying to control and suppress the Hulk, and um, which made the Hulk even more just explosive when he would come out. So, yeah. Um, um, well, here, so that's I think Professor Hulk was awesome. I read those comics in the nineties, dude. Come and, on, uh, man. That's like, I, that I, like my introduction to Hulk. Like, yeah, a lot of talking kids, Hulk. If you read comics, that was like for me in the late nineties and the well no mid to late 90s that was what they were doing with hulk and Mar- and marvel comics and that was mainline marvel incredible hulk bruce banner and incredible hulk was that 
Bruce and Hulk had made had made peace with each other, and they were it was the best of both, you know. Well, and in the comic, scene, it was Gray Hulk. It was Gray Hulk, Green Savage Hulk, and Bruce Banner, yeah. and they all but, came into one person. Right, was, but that scene with Ant Man and Hulk likes like taking selfies with fans. And oh yeah, Hulk Ant-Man. out, Hulk out, guys. <laughs> yeah, I'm and Mark Ruffalo. <laughs> and then Ant Man wanting to, you know, hey, no big deal, but I'm the Ant Man. And then like, it goes, it goes on like two minutes, three minutes longer than it should. Of like, hey, no, take the picture. You should take the picture with them. No, I don't want to. No, like that, that sense of humor. That um, uh, what's what's the director of Iron Man? Uh, damn it, I'm blanking. Favreau. Um, Favre. Yeah, Favreau. Yeah. That 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 sense of humor and that um that personality that Favreau yeah. set up in Iron Man in 2009 like it, like that is just it lives on in the current I mean I think Iron Man was such an important movie because it set the tone for the whole Marvel cinematic universe where if you look at DC it's like you know they they were born out of the Nolan verse and the dark that, real verse yeah, yeah yeah and that Nolan verse that does not that does not it would never work it no. does not translate to a lot of other characters well and they tried it that, remember they tried it with uh, Ben Affleck's Daredevil they tried to do like a dark yeah and, and it just was awful it was so bad yeah, and and with the Marvel Cinematic Universe they're able to laugh at themselves and they're able to say like oh yeah we're you know what's your name dr strange oh we're using superhero names well i'm spider-man like that kind of sense of humor is it's it's just it's accessible it's um it's relatable Uh, here's something i want to get into you with uh uh, here's something i want to get into uh with you uh let's talk about wet eyes um emotions you know oh yeah so so okay so like let's talk about cry points um and and so i'll start early in the movie and and I'll I'll bring up the I love Hawkeye. you three thousand. Oh God, okay. I thought okay, that so like so yeah, like that was ahead. an instant like well up like cry point for me. Yeah. And and when I say cry, I don't roll tears when I'm watching movies with my wife. Um, if I'm you alone, you wait for her to leave. <laughs> yeah. If I'm alone, they're gonna hit beard. But if um if if I'm watching it with my wife or any of my offspring. Like I uh, like I'll, I'll get I'll get real full I'll get real wet eyes, um and and my and I might like make like a a flexed frown, but I don't I don't roll them. Did you roll or did so you, did you I roll? rolled I rolled for sure. Um, and I can tell you exactly when. I mean, if we're if you're cool with jumping around a bit little bit in this, but um, yeah, let's hit all the cry points. Do it when so when Favro when Favro was sitting with. T- Tony and Pepper Potts' daughter Morgan on the porch at the end of the film and he says, you okay? Is there anything you need? And she goes, there's a pause and she goes, hamburgers. And Favreau, man, he just does this thing where he looks off to the, the, um, the horizon. He's got that perfect little tremble lip and he just said, your dad liked hamburgers. I'll get you whatever you want, Game kid. over. Oh yeah, over. and so at that point I noticed my well. There's there's the Kleenex, there's a point please. I noticed my bottom lip quivering <laughs> like I didn't even <laughs> notice it was happening, and um, that was because that's a callback to 
when Tony builds the Mach 1 armor in the very first film, which, John, coincidentally, 11 years ago today was the premiere date of that film. Today, this exact date. In that film, he builds a Mach 1 armor, and he he saves himself with the help of that, um, that scientist guy that was imprisoned with him. And he gets back, and Happy Hogan is there, and he says, what do you need? He goes, a hamburger. And that, that to me, that's part of the beauty of their stinking writing. Those guys yeah. aren't just um, making this film. They love the films that preceded it, and that is part yeah. of what will always... You can say what you want about Disney. There's all this talk about, oh, well, Disney's making another... They're making a $2 billion Marvel movie. Captain Marvel's breaking all the records, and then they got Star Wars coming out this December. Hey, listen, if that's what a studio's doing, then you should be watching them closely because they're doing it right. They're doing it right, man. Marcus and McFeely, um, the Russo brothers, uh, Kevin Feige... Uh, Robert Downey Jr. Those the the people that built that world, um, th- it's just amazing. So that was my yeah. that was for sure my. Um, and then I'll, I'll be honest, like uh, the Hawkeye scene in the beginning caught me off guard too. Yeah, just that cold open, and um, and this and I'll just check this off right now. We uh, we had a prediction about a new character. If a new character would show up, John, you th- you thought Reed Richards would show up. I thought the Sentry uh. would show up. But Too the new much. character, there was so much going on, and they honored all the all of the past. <laughs> oh yeah, why convolute it with a new character? Yeah. But um, the new character that was introduced was um, Hawkeye, uh, Clint's daughter. So in the new Avengers, she is known as Hawkeye, and she's a badass with a bow and arrow. So that is the new character that was introduced. But so no points. <laughs> we're we're still tied. No points awarded. But okay. that um the way they showed the the snapping and. Uh, and uh, he just was looking for his family, and just you see subtle dust, um, nothing nearly as apparent as at the end of Infinity War. I I thought that yeah. was super effective. That's when me. we walked into the theater. Unfortunately, you didn't miss more. Did you get to see her shoot an arrow? We. Uh, here's what happened. <laughs> we. <laughs> we we got into the theater. I saw Hawkeye target practicing with his family i think because it was like oh shit the movie started and then we walked in and i was like it's real blurry we forgot to grab glasses we were in such a hurry (laughs) and so i ran out are you ready for this i ran out immediately and i went to that bin that they have right outside the door for the just reached in yeah i reached in i grabbed a handful i ran right back and then i saw like i saw like you know, Hawkeye, Clint Barton in, in dismay, and then oh, it okay, so to like whatever the I next see. scene was, or the title or card or whatever I forget. The next scene and was Tony in space, which which really worked out because I've I've like started to plan for my wife's mistakes in a really weird like meta way. Okay, and um, so like maybe an hour hour and a half into the movie, she had to go pee and like lost her glasses and. Like, I had a whole bingo. handful. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I had glasses to spare. I never. I by the way, did you pee? I didn't leave. I didn't leave. Oh no, I was good. Pee. Me and Jordan had one I beer. The whole way. We had one yeah. beer, which was a perfect yeah, what, way to start the film. Too, yeah. yeah, yeah. I just sipped and I had one beer. Oh my god, and, I loved um, it so much. And so um, she she I can't had to wait go to see it again. <laughs> pee, and when she peed, um, shame on her because she missed the cap uh, cap versus cap 
scene during the time time travel uh, moment or whatever. Oh, that's America's which, ass. Which was amazing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Which was amazing. That's America's <laughs> ass. Anyways, um, when she came back, she was like, oh, she was all stressed out. Oh, I, I lost my glasses. Damn it. I didn't bring in my glasses. I was like, boom. Here's your, Here. here's your next glasses. And if those yeah. are dirty, boom, here's another yeah, one. <laughs> I got two more. I got the whole handful of those fuckers. I don't know if we have head lice or not, but here's your glasses. Um, um, I think another – so oh, another – I, 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 I have another cry, oh, you, cry moment. Oh, yeah. Okay, tell me, please. Okay, so, so Thor and his mother, mm. when he got back to Asgard, I was like a little affected by that because Thor was so fucked up and he was just like so fat and lame. He was just miserable, And it man. was like – you think of him as almost one of the most flawless, yes. maybe next to Captain America. Um, so that was like a real fun way to play with that character. Um, you know, God of Thunder, King of Asgard. It, Can it I talk about Fat Thor for a at, second? At, at a low, you know? Yeah. So that was another big risk. And I would say if there's anything <clears throat> that's causing – some sort of controversy about the whole film. It's the whole fat Thor theme and uh, people are, so there's this article on Buzzfeed and the woman is essentially saying like, Oh wow. Isn't it funny when men are fat and what a great way to have comic relief in this film is fat Thor. And, you know, but for many other people out there, this is really real. And here's what's fucked up is it's not fat Thor. It's lost Thor. You know what I mean? It's it's down Thor. It's not, I mean, yes, the the belly is a side effect, but if you look at the character's path, he was a king, he saved what was left of Asgard, and he fell into a very realistic, a very human downfall after the snap, you know? Uh-huh. Well, let me, so this woman, she um, she just kind of says that he's this just classic fat character, everyone makes fun of fat people, and fat shaming and all this other stuff. So I wrote, I actually wrote her an email. And so I want to just share that with you if you will real quick. So <clears throat> I said, you can't generalize, generalize fat and it's unfair to personalize your experience and project it onto a superhero God who failed to kill a supervillain. There are some who are comfortable with being overweight and others who know, uh, know why their bodies got this way and have goals to change it. Thor gave up his <laughs> Thor gave up. And his body reflects that. It's fair for his comrades to not understand or accept this, as Capri frequently reminds them to do whatever it takes. So they are confused, poke fun, and simply don't accept the most powerful being in the Marvel Marvel Cinematic Universe giving up. This is the humanizing quality of the MCU that makes superheroes relatable. Thor is one bold portrayal of hopelessness, defeat, and self-sabotage that millions will relate to and is seldomly seen in film. Just because you don't relate doesn't mean anything was done wrong, just differently. The message is positive. Be yourself. I like that Thor regained his confidence and worthiness while retaining his body shape. That should be something to celebrate. And and like I said, man, I think that was um, that was a really well, real portrayal of PTSD, yeah. failure, feeling lost. like you don't know, lost, don't know your place in the world. Um, listen, man. Both of us have friends that have gone through that kind of stuff. And um, and I would even argue that even you and I and a lot of our listeners have probably gone through different feelings of that. And for me to watch um, Thor's journey from the guy who's smashing a cup of coffee saying, give me another, 
and remember he wasn't worthy and he earned his worthiness and he earned that right to be king and then you know his his mother and his father and his brother a couple times well, and, and and just he's remember just, that this like arc is crazy well in his arc it's it sort of like um came to fruition in ragnarok when he is held down by hilla or hella and yeah Lady and death you know she says she says a line that you know are you i'm sorry what are you the god of again and he cuts out and he goes back and he sees dad uh-huh uh odin on that field or whatever and it's uh-huh. like and he and and it takes odin reminding him that you know the the hammer is a symbol that was never your source of power that you know, was awesome, and, right? Right, and 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 that was, <laughs> and that's the that's the arc of Thor, and that's what's great about these, this movie, and and what makes this movie unique amongst like all cinema history is that you get this, this, what did you say, twenty two movies? Yeah, twenty one. Twenty two movies. Twenty two. Yeah. 22 movies you get you get you get to develop all these characters across all this time and like it's it's moments like that that makes it real like well, they and, can't always be yeah. standing perfect and, posture fist at the hips no they failed they failed at beating thanos in infinity war and half and the they universe all know that. paid and, the price and, you, and it yeah. weighs heavy on all of them because they are earth's last line of defense and how about um robert downey's robert downey jr's performance when talking to captain america about how you know it was my idea to build a shield of armor around to the put planet. a suit it, uh, yeah, yeah all over the I mean, yeah uh, th- that scene uh, and i know these movies are all about action sequences and huge set pieces and costumes and CG and giant explosions and the huge cast that they have. But those little moments of Tony Stark talking to Captain America and in such a vivid, like real, like, you know, fuck you, man. Like, yeah, I know, I know, I know we're going to be buds again, but like, I I told you, I told you so. Like, this is what happened, and we failed, and it's your fault. Like, those little moments. Yeah, he was pissed. He was pissed that Cap and the team didn't take Thanos out on Earth. Like, yeah, yeah, that was, and he was all skinnied up, a little CGI thinness going on there. Yeah. Um, They they did really good on that. Jeez, man. I know. Um, Another, 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 uh, uh, I was going to say another uh, wet eye moment, of course, the passing of uh, Tony Stark. Tony Stark, man. So we um we had a prediction on that one, and so we said, what did say? Up. Did I say Cap? So we said first one we kind of skipped over was who would kill Thanos. Um, Thanos died twice in this movie. Again, spoiler alert. Um, we both said so. Here's our first difference here. So you're technically winning because I got one ding, or I guess you got one plus ding. Um. We asked ourselves, would Thanos die? You said yes. I said no. <laughs> so, because I'm a dummy. So, you're winning by one point. And then, On a technicality, if, though, to be fair. Well, yeah, he died twice, but yes, he definitely dies. Um, if Thanos dies, who kills him? Um, you said, you said Ant Man. 
And <laughs> to Nighthawk's point, Ant, he was saying, uh, wouldn't it be cool if Ant-Man uh, went up Thanos' butt and just went big? Oh, um, that's been like a meme for, I think, a month or so now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I said Nebula, which, I man, there was a while where I, I thought I was going to get close. Like, <laughs> hey, also, um, you know what? What an important character, sh- what an important role she played, right? Yeah, the she, whole story. she did a great job, too. Yeah, and I well, love it was that. Two, it, was two, it was two Nebulas existing in a similar, in, in, well, in the, in the same, same space. timeline. Yeah. That gave Thanos, like, the heads up, you know? And it was evil 2012 Thanos, too. Like, it was, you showed me it wouldn't work. So now I'll annihilate you to an atom, and I'll start over, and they will think yeah. I'm a god or whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah, and he was smart enough to know. I love that. Oh man, that scene where he's like, "This is from the future, and I have already collected all the stones." So like he, like maybe whatever doubt he had was eliminated. Like I did it. So, like, you get to see that kind of in his face, like, oh, no, this is real. Like, I, I, I achieved my master plan. Yeah. You know, that's kind of cool to, like. It is cool. It's a weird. The, t- the timeline. A, again, we've so never really cool. seen yeah. that before. It's very, it's, it's all, like, new territory. Right. Yeah, you've only seen smirks at the end of certain movies and, you know. And people are like, oh, that's Thanos. Where's this going to go? And no one saw this coming, you know? Well, so let me tell uh, So a, a couple – this was a big misty moment. And this was just tears of joy kind of moment kind of thing. Um, so they snap – Hulk snaps back and um, really fucks his arm up in the process. Paul Rudd, Ant-Man, notices a, like lots of birds on a tree – and he's like, oh, my God, did it work? And then Clint Barton gets a phone call from his wife. And then that's how you know, all right, Hulk that did it. Me. Hulk brought him yeah, back. Yeah, that got me. And, um, and then instantly, um, I forget the name of Thanos' ship, but Thanos' spaceship is just dropping napalm nukes on him. Levels the entire Avengers compound. <clears throat> and this is straight from the comic book, John. I don't know if you remember, but it's where like Hulk, where Hulk is holding up all that earth, all that wreckage. Protecting yeah. those heroes, Rocket and uh, Nebula, and all you know, all those people that were underneath there. That's okay. straight from the cover of a comic book. So that was a cool moment for me. And then there's just proceeds to be this just epic, just battle. And we got our three guys. We got Thor, Captain America, Iron Man, all just beating the shit out of um, out of Thanos. And he then here comes Captain Marvel, which I want to ask you, man. And I, I want to finish this part of what I was saying, but I was actually okay with the amount of screen time that Black Panther and Captain Marvel got because um, they're new and they have their own fan base, but at the same time, it still let it be an Avengers story. Um, some people had a problem with the amount, like everyone thought Captain Marvel would be like a big part of this movie and she was maybe in it for five minutes, you know? Yeah. Well, I like I um, if you're asking me, I liked it because um, towards the end, when it's it seems like it's only Cap against Thanos. Well, wait, that's I what like, I was getting to. Is yeah, that what you're saying ahead. with when Captain? Mar- well, what I was gonna say is Captain Marvel flew in, and she has her fight moment with Thanos, and at one point it looks like she's gonna break his fingers off, and then he yeah. plucks the um, um, power stone out of the 
out of the gauntlet and just blast her. And then she's kind of out for a while. And then um, Tony gets thrown out, and so he's kind of out. Thor's kind of out. So it's just Cap just beating up on Thanos, and then Thanos breaks, breaks his, his shield. shield. And then yeah. you think you think it's done. Like you, it's really hopeless at this point. And then, dude, this is when it really gets. And I'm I like, I feel like happy emotions right now, just talking about it. But like, hey, Cap, on your left. And you got you got yeah. cat like you got the Falcon man Falcon. and and that's a callback to um, Winter Soldier man where remember when oh, Captain yeah. America's running, running the loops yeah. oh, on your left again. on your oh, left yeah they do, yeah. <laughs> yeah they do it again at the end of the movie when old Cap comes back you'll notice yeah. that uh, Falcon um, and and Brody or whatever they're like and Brody's like no go and it's too you mean Winter I mean, uh, Bucky you mean yeah. Or yeah, yeah, Bucky, yeah. And so he uh, he passes the passes the shield on. But you'll notice in that last scene, I'm sure it's intentional. But uh, you know, Falcon comes up on the left and sits on Cap's left. Like that's been a yeah. that's been a constant on the left, right? So um, great. But then all these portals open up, and so Wong, who last time we saw Wong was in the very beginning of Infinity War, and he just like portaled out. And like I'll protect the Sanctum Sanctorum, and yeah, then yeah, all yeah. these portals open up, and all the heroes that just got snapped back by Bruce Banner are now coming to fight alongside Captain America, and just at that moment, <laughs> just at that moment, Captain America picks up Thor's hammer, dude. Oh, uh, that was if I was to just if there was a single p- picture. That summed up that movie for me, man. It's yeah. it's Cap holding Mjolnir up in the air, and then he throws the shield and he he throws the hammer at the shield. It bounces off and hits Thanos yeah. in the back, that was dude. Like, that was like mixed into a flurry of battle. That like yeah. After the movie, that was like one of the first things I brought up. I was like, hey Maggie, do you remember? Do you remember when like Cap like looped his shield around <laughs> the back of Thanos yeah. and then? And then ricochet it, yeah. <laughs> and then ace the Mjolnir. No, because when when the God Hammer hits Vibranium, I mean that was like, remember yeah. in the Boom. 2012 Avengers, yeah. Earth's Mightiest Heroes yeah. in the woods, when yeah. when uh, yeah. Loki was up on the mountain. Yeah, they leveled like, a forest with that. Yeah, they like blasted all the trees back. I was like, dude, that happened right behind Thanos's head. Like that was yeah. an attack that was on par with the first time. In it again, same movie. Oh, yeah, my Casio going off there. Um, in the same movie when um, they're in New York, right? Yeah. And the Chitauri are coming down. There's like a little moment in the battle sequence when like Iron Man and Cap just like sync up randomly, and he does the repulsor ray like off of Cap's uh-huh. shield, and they yep. wipe out a shitload of Chitauri. Yep. Like those so little great. combo moves. Nice pull, or, man. like some video game next level combo. It is a video shit, game but, move. <laughs> yeah. And um, yeah, man. I'll tell you what. I'll, that whole I mean, that whole fight dude, sequence. As soon, listen, as soon as he as soon as he grabbed the hammer, I'm pretty sure I screamed like. Oh yeah, like, people went ape shit, dude. It was standing ovation, yeah. like no joke. No, no. People were no, out of like, their seats. Like people I didn't know in the row in front of me, and the people next <laughs> to me, and my wife who's to my left. I was just like literally like punching everyone. Like, are you yes. seeing this? Like my he's my worthy. 
Yeah, my pants exploded. Like I oh, had a boner, no. but then my boner turned into like confetti. It, it, yeah, it just blew up in my <laughs> pants. My my jeans, the denim just blew out everywhere. Yeah. I was like, oh, your zipper no. is somewhere on the ceiling. Are, is everyone else seeing this, or am I in a yeah. dream? Yeah. Oh my god, it was so good, man. It makes me so happy I just to think it, about. Dude. And then I remember walking out of the theater because it's just the same thing. It's like your brain's like, wait. Was there a Pegasus in that battle? <laughs> like yeah. they got Valkyrie on a stinking Old Pegasus. In. Yeah. And then oh, I, no. I will say that girl pal moment was pretty. I liked the girl pal moment where they're all like, Peter Parker's like, how am I gonna get there? And, she, and Captain Marvel's like, I'll take it. And then they're all like, we've got your back, or we'll clear a clear a path, or whatever they said, you know. Oh yeah, and um, speaking of Peter Parker and uh, Spider Man, like uh, a lot of cool. Um, uh, Tony Stark armor scenes in that with the yeah. the spider legs rolling around and protecting uh-huh. people and yeah. climbing around and using it as a defense and yeah uh, but um, the um, the 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 reveal of all of the other dusted characters the snapped yeah. characters coming back it was done in such a cool way it was so slow it was just like a you know Hey, Cap. On your we're left. Here. Yeah. yeah, we're here. We got your back. You you don't have to fight this fight. Oh, and then alone. do you remember what he said? No, no, no. What? Avengers Assemble. Oh, dude. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, so good. And, it's and so then they, good. They, it's just it's everything you want, dude. And, like, I, I hope there's people out there. I hope there's folks that are younger than us that, like, you got to read comic books. You have to. It is an important medium. It tells a different story because it is very it's it's very intentional dialogue with awesome art. And that does something that a painting well, by itself doesn't do or a book by itself doesn't do. And I'll, and I'll tell and, you and what about I'm I'm sorry, continue. I was just going to say as a kid that like got literally beat up on right to read week because i would bring in the phoenix saga or whatever graphic novel i had at the time um and then to watch this movie that's going to crush two billion dollars and to feel like the world is a geek everyone's a geek everyone gets it like we need this shit we need we need and that's the thing like you were talking about the the flavor and the feeling of like these marvel movies um you walk out of that movie in the same way that our dad walked out of that Christopher Reeve movie in 1978. You feel like you can do good. Like it re it reinvigorates it like your you moral, yeah. your moral integrity. Like you feel like you can go out and like you can do good and that people are good and like you can help people and anybody can be a hero. That moment, man, when he says Avengers assemble for me brought back every feeling I had when I read my comic books, man. And like, and yeah. I would take such well, good and care, that, and you're like this too, man. I would yeah. organize them and put them on bags and boards, and I, I just—it's well, oh, it's just such uh, and, a and, special and feeling. Spe- well, just to speak to that, like when I was, let's see, it was uh, more than a couple of years before I had my first daughter, when it made sense to blow thirty dollars a week on comic books. Yeah, I was going to the Laughing Ogre in Columbus, Ohio, and up until about maybe three four years after having um my youngest or i'm sorry my oldest uh you know my my seven-year-old now um i i shut it down like i hit a point where 
You gotta cut your um, losses. <laughs> yeah, I, I just had to like, I had to make a decision. Like, this is because if you've been to a comic book store, they'll set up a pool for you, okay? And if there's books you like and titles you like, then they'll just set them aside for you. And all you have to do is walk in, and they'll give you a big stack of books, and then you get to browse the wall and see if there's anything else you want to add to yeah. your pool. And this is the life of a person who goes to a comic book on what, what's when did the comic book? I can't even remember. I think it's Tuesday that the comic books come out. Monday, I forget. Tuesday or Wednesday, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think it's Wednesday actually. But like that was a very happy day for me, for a good six, eight years. You know, where I was. It was it was early two thousands to like uh, early two thousand teens that I was going every single week and I and you read them the all right yeah I allocated the funds and I would make sure I would get my uncanny x-men my deadpool my uh avengers my dark avengers at the time the scroll invasion was happening um the uh civil war was going on I was getting comics during that area that era and and so you would go in and so in the movie when you see Cap worthy enough to yield or to, to wield um, Mjolnir, right? Like he zoom, he grabs it, right? Yeah. Like that freak out moment, that was, that was every week, week <laughs> in comics because Marvel, they give no shits. And if you like Captain America, oh yeah. my God, he was the one guy. That like I can't tell you how many times I read a comic book and at the very end the big last splash two page to be continued, you know, reveal yeah. was Cap would show up right and he would say this ends now or something right yeah. like, that was always the line let's finish and, it <laughs> yeah let's yeah and Cap would show up and he would, and you'd be reading a Guardians of the Galaxy get uh yeah. you know comic book or maybe X-Men. you'd be reading a yeah. Uh, x-men comic book or maybe you'd be reading a fantastic four and what steve rogers made it out yeah and he shows up or nick fury and, he would show up a lot at the end and and so like <clears throat> you know if you if you're liking these movies you know f- maybe find your favorite team find some trades or something and just in, enjoy some uh in, enjoy some comic books you know because like, well, because that ha- that is a yeah. frequent occurrence, and also the time travel shit. Like if if normal moviegoers have never read comic books before, and they've been you know, and and they were like struggling with the yeah. the timelines and the and the time travel and all that, dude, that is old hat for Marvel comic books. They've been they've been traveling through time, like oh since yeah, the, and you know, and 60s alternate dimensions and all that stuff. We're yeah. we're run we're running out of mixer time. I just want to make sure we hit a couple things real quick. For um, sure. Old Cap. That was another really um uh, like misty moment as well. So um you mentioned it a little bit with, with Bucky and the Falcon there. Um but you know, Hulk has to send someone back to replace the infinity stones exactly where he got them to preserve um, other realities because they do this amazing and makes such great sense for time travel is time isn't based on um, it's, it's based on the person. So everyone's 
line, their branch of time is is personal to them, which is exactly what we see with Marty McFly. However, everybody else around him is changed and affected. But Marty McFly is the same Marty McFly from 1985 all the way up to 2015 and back, you know. So um, they kind of follow those rules, and it works really well. Um, no they don't follow those rules they say that uh back to the future is bullshit and no movie. no no no. but i was using marty mcfly as a character as an example right his yeah his his unique... personal journey yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah so um so you know cap's the guy that's gonna go back bucky asks if he needs help bucky can tell something might be going on cap goes back and he doesn't return when the machine five seconds later or whatever it's not he doesn't return the way they thought he was going to return and then you see this figure on a bench. And my first thought was that's, oh, my God, a skinny Steve Rogers. Like, he went back and undid Captain America. That's what well, I Well, he had to return all of the stones. So that means he had to go yeah. to Vormir. Yep. And can you imagine when he bumped into an old buddy on Vormir? Oh, I mean, this is this is Joel. this has got to be a movie, right? They've got to show this journey. Dude, he, bu- <laughs> he bumped into old Red Skull. On the, on the soul planet man yeah have you thought uh, about that? i haven't really actually thought about that <laughs> like think about that he went yeah. back to vormir yeah he had to return that soul stone so yeah. that the timeline plays out the same for everybody yeah i mean that's just one you know yeah I mean, he had to go to uh where else uh asgard he had to he had to new york all yeah. yeah yeah um, and return all these stones yeah, and, and John, I can't stress enough. We're running out of time. And, and, he, and that, I'm sorry, that was he also had to retrieve the original cap shield yeah. to pass it on. Well, no, that's not the original cap shield. So that is a, a key thing. That's a new shield. That's a brand new, different shield that we haven't seen before. Um, and so Tony, he when he went back to go, he went back to live his life. He went back to have a wife and get that dance that he missed when he plunged into the cold, icy waters of the Arctic. He went back to have a give himself something because he deserved it. Um, that created love, that created a new branch. So old Tony actually used that little wristwatch that you can see him wearing, and he came back to the what we know as the the modern MCU branch of time, and he brought back a new shield. And so when the Falcon says, and he he says, you know, you're it's he goes it it looks good on you um and the falcon's like oh it feels like it's somebody else's and he goes that's because it is that's that's there's there's a lot going on in his little journey that he went on you know yeah but but cream um yeah no one knows i want to just hit these last little predictions that we did because we're we're down to the five minute mark here four minute mark here do it so um we talked about new characters and then we talked about who would die um you said Cap would die. I said Tony Stark would die. You win. Yep, Cap's not dead. He's just an old man. Um, so um, that's one point, which puts us back. We're tied again. So oh, you're shit. up one, I'm up one. The other one we got is characters coming back. So we talked a lot about this. You guys can review the tape from episode 21. But we both theorized how would they come back. And you said that they would go through, with the help of Paul Rudd, the Quantum Realm um and to an alternate dimension and that red skull would be like this leader of the soul stone like universe essentially that's not really what happened i said i said that there there's alternate universe i did say there would be a reverse snap so that people would be snapped back 
Um, and then I said that there would be a, a, a quantum bridge between two different universes. We talked a lot about how cool it would be if they showed like yeah, Black Panther thought, watching yeah, Okoyo getting alternate. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So none of us, none of us said time travel. So I don't think any of us get any points for that. I like that. Okay. Which means we we landed a nice summer camp tie. We're perfectly matched. Nobody loses. So we just... both have to dress up as Superman and go see Avengers again. We have to be Batman and Robin, which I have those costumes. <laughs> Let's do it, man. Well, listen, we'll man. We could we could we'll, so we'll talk easily to fans in the lobby. Oh, I'd love it. We could so easily do a part two to this, but we are running out of time, and um, I can't. I'm gonna definitely try to see it again. But uh, this is a this is a work of art, and uh, I hope some of you feel inspired to go back and watch some of the other MCU movies. Um, and please share your opinion. Uh, what I, we obviously did not cover a, a, a third of it, you know. We we only kind of hit the big moments for kind of us and what hit us emotionally. But sh- share with us what you guys felt. Cream, final thoughts, final words just thanks for listening and we appreciate you guys if you had fun with this uh podcast interact with us uh let us know what uh you know what what were your favorite moments in the movie uh did we hit everything did we miss big giant moments um you can you can talk to us through our uh, you know all of our all of our channels what instagram uh twitter whatever you want yeah awesome well thanks cream this was a fun one um ladies and gentlemen Please check out our show notes. Follow us on Mixler, uh, Rad Dad Radio, Rad Dad Redemption everywhere. Big thanks to Madeira. Big thanks to PCRN, Rad Dad Radio. We'll see you next week. See you guys later. Bye.